Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve, you deserve the glory and the honor. And the honor. Father, we love you, say, Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we praise your holy
of a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. <laughs> you do glory. You're the faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name, you want to declare it. Your name, your name, your name is We thank you, O Lord, O God. Mighty God, awesome God, good God, great God, hallelujah. No the Lord our God. No one is like him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yeshua. Thank you. Yeshua, what an awesome, awesome good God we serve. We are that endure forever. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Want to make sure. I hear the thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That noise or anything. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you.
thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Praise you. Jesus, praise you. Yeshua, praise you. Jehoshua, so shalom, shalom. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Uh, this is your host, Brother in Christ, Brother Elvis Zapata. We're here with my brother Tony. We're here to share God's word, God's revelation that God has given to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We are so grateful. Hallelujah for the mercy of God, for the goodness of our Lord, who is merciful, who loves us so much. Amen. And gives us the, the blessing, the opportunity to serve him, the opportunity to come to him and humble ourselves before him. Amen. Hallelujah. We're here because we want to be obedient to the Lord. God wants us to share his word, and we are willing vessel to want to share the Lord's word with God's people. Amen. That every time the Lord gives us a word, it blesses us. It blesses me. It blesses you. It blesses each other. We are all blessed by the word of God. Amen. By his revelation. I apologize for those that are lagging in and out. Somehow, some reason, uh, Block Talk has not fixed that, that problem of people lagging in and out. But be patient, be patient. The trumpet is about to be in sound. The Lord, not not too long. Now it's like closer than ever. He, he had promised of taking, taking us out of this earth, which is exciting, is, is rejoicing to know that He's um, about to take us out. How do you feel, Brother Tony? Tell, tell us how you feel yeah. about the Lord taking us out of this earth very soon, yeah. us not being here no more. Yeah, he is. Um, he has been speaking, you know, that um, <clears throat> he's soon going to, uh, you know, bring us home, you know, because that, uh, you know, he really loves his, his people, and and he's taking us, you know, he's taking us, you know, before the... Um, before the uh, the tribulation, you know, he did. Um, yeah, it's, it's, he's been speaking to, to a lot of his people, you know, and and uh, he's been putting us, you know, that um, that like ur- that urgency, you know, to get ready spiritually, to be um, to be ready, and uh, you know, to not make wrong decisions and all that because it's, everything is so close, you know, now, especially more than ever, you know. Sh- shouldn't we by this time master patience? Yeah, by this time we should already have patience. Yeah, we should already be at that you know place where, you know, we you know we, you know, like the fruits of the spirit. You know, patience. We should, you know, we should um, be already walking that. We should be, you know, because that that's what he wants for us to walk in the end of fruits of the spirit. You know, um, and being being right with him. You know, more than more than more than anything. You know, our, our lives to be right with him and. To be just ready, like the Bible says, you know, be, uh, you know, Amen. be ready. And, Amen. Everything yeah. is so close. Hallelujah. I want to share tonight an experience in heaven that I had this week. And I hope that by sharing my revelation that I received from the Lord this week, it will bless your life and it will teach you something because I tell you, I made a mistake this week, and I'm going to share with you my mistake, and I hope God would uh, help you. I share my mistake with my brother Tony. Uh, Before I get taken to heaven in this revelation, my brother and sister, 
I was watching the movie World War Shalom Sister Regina, hold on. World War C, I believe it was the name of the movie. Or yeah. World C. World C. World C. And and the Lord let me know that that movie contaminated me spiritually in prayer. And um, I was not able to enjoy heaven as I should have, as I did the, the week before, because I watched this movie. And believe me, I, I was repenting, you know, but the timing of the cleansing that you need has to be there in consecration. And after watching this movie and still repenting, I still needed more time to truly be able to enjoy heaven in this revelation. And, and I was trying to convince Jesus in prayer that this movie was not really bad, that there was nothing graphical, there was no bad language, and, and there was really, you know, I was trying to convince the Lord, and the Lord was letting me know that, yes, the movie affected you. Yes, it contaminated you. You know, he's right on this earth where in the left earth, you know, which I, he, I don't want to be left behind. Though. Let me tell you that. Mm-hmm. We, we, are, we are, this earth has more, everything is left, going left. And that's why I don't want to be left behind. I want to go home right. I want to be with Jesus. He's at the right hand of Father. Okay? We want to be there. I will share more with, of this experience a little later, but I tell you, I'm going to give you details of what I saw. And let me tell you, standing in heaven a few days ago, standing in heaven, this, this, I was standing in holy ground in heaven, discerning the time of this going home, departure, you know, there's really no time left. I, I could feel it in my spirit. I have this knowing that Paul talks to the churches, no, knowing the time, knowing the season. I had a really strong knowing in heaven. Like, it's hard for me to describe this knowing that I had. And you're, you're going to have to practically go to heaven to experience what I experienced and then to say, Brother Alvi, wow. Okay. It's really, um, let's see how you spell that. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Knowing, it's knowing as remembering, because it says remembering here. Let me see if I can get a better understanding. But I tell you, this knowing, it's not like the knowing in Genesis 3, 5, knowing good and evil. No, this is, this is a, a, a much deeper Okay, I'll give you an example, Mark 5.30. Jesus immediately knowing in himself the the victual that has gone out of him. Knowing in himself. That's kind of the knowing what I'm talking about. It's a knowing in yourself that this is the way it is. Shalom, brother Miguel. Okay, you know in yourself this is the way it is. From God, it is a strong knowing that in that knowing, you're not wrong because it's not your knowing. It's like God's knowing in you, my brother and sister. All right, let's go into the Word, and then we'll get back to it. 
the Lord will enlighten us more. Amen. Thank you, Lord. This is from the Tree of Life Version Bible, uh, Matthew 5. Now when Yeshua saw the crowd, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Okay? Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are, are, they, are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. I believe it says, what's his name say, justice in the King James? Uh, I believe so, yes, yeah, that's uh, just, uh, justice, yeah. And this one says righteousness. Is that a different name? Man, it, they're a lot similar. They're very similar. They're <laughs> Do you have it? Okay, you gonna read something for us there? Uh, Thank you, Lord. Oh yeah, it was about that verse, the, uh, the knowing. Okay, go ahead, go ahead and read it because this is gonna help us understand. Uh, um, yeah, that was Romans thirteen eleven. And do this, understanding the present time and the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than we first believed. That was Romans 13, 11. Okay. This, that one said understanding. Uh, yeah, understanding okay. The and the knowing that I was talking about is First Thessalonians. Uh, um, okay. Um, it's the knowing of, it says, but... But at the time and the season, brethren, have ye no need to write unto you? Okay. If he had no need to write unto them, you know, um, I had no need to write unto you. Mm-hmm. And when you had no need to write unto another brother or sister, it's because you, you know they have a really good understanding of what the Lord is saying, right? Yeah. They have this relationship with the Lord, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. They're talking to the Lord. They're praying. They're fasting. They got this constant life with the Lord that is awesome. Yeah. Okay? And so for you yourself, know, and this is the knowing I'm talking about. See, when you, when you are so close with the Lord like this, that you know that you know that you know. Okay? This is the knowing I'm talking about. Because he's talking about time and season. Then for you, you know perfectly that the day of the Lord so coming as a thief in the night. See? You know. This is the way it is. This is the way it's going to happen. And him and I knew that this was very close. The church at any moment is about to be taken from the earth. There's nothing left. Now, in heaven... Remember last time I was in the, I was up in heaven and I, I saw my brother Tony working on the on the garden tomato uh, trailers the garden mm-hmm. okay and so my brother Tony uh, quickly within second had four trailers ready to go for the tomato I mean it was so quickly but so I said to the Lord Lord what is next in my overnight prayer and the Lord said okay I'll, I'll show you what's next. And he said it so quickly and so exciting, you know, that it really caught me off guard. Like he said, caught me off guard. It's like, okay, I'll show you what's next. You know, like, uh, what? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to, for him to answer me that quickly, but he was like excited to show me next. So it was beyond that. It was be, it, it was the same 
follow-up revelation in heaven. My brother Tony this time was inside a greenhouse. We have this large greenhouse. This time now I see a group of brothers and sisters working on it, okay, on the greenhouse. And, and we have developed this greenhouse. The, the light of the Lord is coming inside the greenhouse in, in, upon all the plants that we had beautifully. There were sisters and brothers here from the Lord Tower that I know and some other one that I don't think I've seen, the, I've seen their faces. They were there. And, and we knew we were family, right? They were working on, on the garden with us, okay? Because, you know, I was meditating. Jesus has shown me this land before, plain. And he said he was giving us that land to his people. But I didn't know that he was going to have us develop that land. Mm-hmm. Now I got in a, a more in-deep revelation that the Lord will have us develop that land for ourselves, you know, which is, I think it's, Awesome. Yeah. Don't you think it's awesome? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, we're going to develop this land for ourselves. Jesus is giving it to us. And, and that's so awesome. Years ago, he showed it to me, all plain, you know, beautiful land with lots of flower, undeveloped land to give to us. And now he's showing us when we come home that we want to have this garden and develop the land. So like, oh, Lord, this is what he made years ago that, you know, at least it was question, but when you wait on the Lord, he gives you the answer, yeah. you know. So from there, I remember there were people from the great tribulation coming to heaven. I can see it from there. There was like a revelation and a, a revelation with another revelation in it. Mm-hmm. Because I could see people. Coming into heaven in heaven. As I was standing in heaven, I see my brothers and sisters working on the garden. And also, I can also, and let me tell you, not to go too far into it, going farther in the, the material the Lord was giving us for the greenhouse. It was like glass that we could put together for the greenhouse. Beautiful glass. The light can go through it very awesome and, and, and you know, you know, why, Shalom Sister, now, why would we want to have a garden where we have these glasses and these things, you know? Well, it's things that we like, and God is granting the petition of our heart, you know? And remember, you don't have to work in my garden, but if you want to work on it, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You know, it was amazing because I was thinking, wow, my brothers and sisters want to, have, want to help me in my garden. You know, they come to heaven, they can be going fishing, they can be doing other things, you know. No, they want to help me in my garden. To me, I thought I was like, that is so sweet. Yeah. That is so awesome. Thank you, you know, for caring and, and you know, showing me love. Because that's really showing you love. People think, Brother Elvie, you know, we know you love gardening and you want to do this. We want to do it for you. Now, I found a few a few verses about the Lord. Um about the garden yeah. in the Bible, which I thought was really amazing. You know, I had it. I thought I downloaded it in my, let me thank you, Lord. It's just so amazing. It's just so amazing that it's in the mind of the Lord. It's in the heart of the Lord. And, and, and it's in the word of God, my brother and sister. And the Lord love for us to, you know, it's like he wants us to work together on this. Hey, my brother and sister, let me see if I can. I just downloaded it because I have the 
email it to myself to the computer. Okay, thank you, Lord. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. What a good God. Okay. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Um, well, son, son of Psalm 62, my beloved has gone down into his garden. Look, look, he loves his garden. To bed up his spices, to feed on the garden, and to gather lilies. So he, he has, in his garden, he got lilies also. Yeah. It's a beautiful flower. Yeah. I believe we have some lilies around here. Okay? So my beloved has gone down into his garden. He has his own personal garden. Okay? And then I, I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. He feedeth amongst the lilies. Okay? So what is a fetus? It's fetus. Uh, amongst the lilies. Uh-huh. Is that what he, what is he, is he, is he, is he feeding the lilies or so he's eating among the lilies? It says uh, feeding among the lilies. Like, what does that mean? Uh, it's feeding. It's like uh, eating is eating. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Is he sitting down among the lady to eat? Is that what? That's where I am. That's what it sounds to me. Yeah. Literally eating the lilies, but you know, on the you know, getting among the lilies. Mhm. Yeah. That's, that's what I understand. Thank you, Lord. And here in the sample, Jeremiah three fifteen, I will give you a path according to my heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Okay. So it is feeding like food eating, right? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. There's a table before me, right? Yeah, exactly. That's Psalm 23. Yeah. So it's so awesome that the Lord, every single detail about our life, it's in his word. And he is um, ready to meet us in in any, Mm -hmm. whatever our needs are, he's ready to meet us. Yeah. You know? And so that desire to have a garden, it's in, like the Lord says to me, I put in you the desire to garden, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then he showed me his garden in heaven, which I thought it was so awesome. You know, he got his own garden. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And then, again, he's concerned for everything, Okay. Um, uh, Luke at twelve twenty four. Just to continue with that, consider the raven, for they neither sow nor reap; they neither have storehouse nor barn. God feedeth them. How much are you better than than a fall? You know. And, and so when he says, when he says, um, how much more? Okay, he is referring as that you're very valuable yeah. to him. Okay. And so if, 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 if he feeds the bird, you can be sure he's going to feed you. Mm-hmm. You can be sure of that. My brother says, because he said, heaven and earth were possible, not my word. So he's going to feed you. Okay. Now, why did we title the message tonight? <clears throat> Excuse me, but love your enemy. Well, we're going to have to go there quickly, but it's only go there to, to Matthew 5.44. Okay, and I want you to read that to them, okay, because this is important. This is the title of the program tonight, 
And I'm going to explain to you why. There's a reason why. Okay? Because the nation wants you to hate Hamas and Hezbollah. But Jesus said that you must love them. Go ahead. So you're, you're going to have to make a choice tonight, as Elijah said to the people. Go ahead, brother. Says, uh, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Do now, go back a verse before that. Okay. It's important that, that because it tells you what the law says and what he says now that we should do. Okay, and there's a reason spiritually why. If you do what Jesus said, you will not be attacked demonically. Demon will not attack you in that area. There's a personal reason. Go ahead and read it. Yeah. It says, uh, you have heard that it, has, that it has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for, the, for them which hurt you and persecute you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Now, what is the fear of the Lord does in us? The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Yeah. Okay? God is not telling us to, to love evil. That's not what God is saying to us. God is saying to us to love our enemy. But he's not saying to us to love evil. We are not to love what Hamas did in Israel, the killing of the children and those people. No. God loves the sinner, but God hates sin. My brother and sister, please understand what we're saying, okay? God is not telling you to love what Hamas did, okay? God is saying to love Hamas, okay? Because then Hamas has a chance to be saved. Because if you hate them, they get no chance of being saved. They get killed, and that's it for them. And we pray for them to be saved. They can still, with a missile upon their head, be saved. Okay? They can be saved, my brother and sister. Jesus can save us through a prayer. Because mercy triumphs over a missile over the head, judgment. Got to understand the power of the word of God. Because Jesus showed me this in the spirit. Jesus showed me I was praying for people in Iran to be saved. While people in Iran are killed all the time. And Jesus showed me that through my prayer, he is able to go and save some of them. Through your prayer, he showed me. He showed me in this prayer. I didn't know this. I didn't understand this mystery. The Lord said, through your prayer, I'm able to save some of them. Okay? And he showed me in the spirit. As I pray for them, their soul were being preserved to being saved. You know? And they could be on the bed dying after being able to miss a bullet, whatever. And the Lord can still save them. Because I, as I heard a testimony from a man from Iran, he got saved through our program, okay, through the Lord's Tower, listening to the Lord's Tower. He got saved. He had an encounter with Jesus after listening, my brother and sister. So what we do is we limit the power of God in our belief. Because if you believe that God can save them, when you pray for them, God can save them, even though missiles are falling upon their heads. Jesus can still save those people. My brother and sisters, right in the very second before they die, 
And what happened when they died with a missile hit them? He can bring them into the valleys. He can take their soul. They can say, God, I'm sorry when God touches them. I'm sorry because they will know it's God. See, we don't have that capability. But Jesus does. He's able to save them. My brother insisted. That's why Jesus said that with God, all things are possible. He's able to save them. So praying for them is so important. But if you're full of hate for them, as the media wants you to be, because the media wants us, the government, the media wants us to hate them. But it's because they're being controlled by the Antichrist, the Antichrist spirit, the Antichrist leader, the king, the underground king. He is controlling them to hate because hate opened the door for demonic to attack your life. People who are full of hate are full of demons. My brother and sister. But when you turn to God and repent and you ask God to give you the love for people, for your enemy, that you're able to love. If you're having a hard time loving your enemy, ask Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, I want to love the men of Hamas, the people of Hamas, the people of Gaza, the Palestinian Lord. Help me to love them, Jesus, as you love them. Because let me tell you, he loves them. Okay? Because everybody loves the Jewish people. But who loves Hamas right now? Who loves the Palestinians? Nobody. And the media wants it this way. Okay? But yes, let's pray for Israel, for the peace of Israel, for the protection of Israel. But it's also let's pray for the Hamas people and be in faith. Let's love them, my brother and sister, as God loves them too. Okay? It's very important. Very important. Again, going back to Matthew 5, what did Jesus say? Okay? Now, I'm going to have to change this one here because this one changed uh, justice to righteousness. And I don't say that they may not be different, but it's just, um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So righteousness is the word. Okay. So it's not, it's righteousness. Righteousness. So, so it doesn't, it says righteousness, right? The word is correct. And it's the, um, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Praise to God. The, the life, no, not the life version. Thank you, Yeshua. We need to love our enemy. My brother and sister. Okay, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they are the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those that mourn, for they should be comforted. Blessed are they that are meek, for they should inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. And here's the key. If you get in trouble, right, with God, if you fall in sin, because a lot of, it happens to everyone. Don't be strange. Okay? And you want God to be merciful to you, right? In the moment you need it, you want it like no, no other day. Okay. But imagine if you had not been merciful to nobody, you know? So imagine, they're saying that the word, the word that is going on in Gaza, the killing is going to come to the U.S., God is saying through his prophet. So God, that's coming here. Imagine if the people here are full of hate for Hamas and Hezbollah. Are they going to get any mercy? They won't get any mercy. 
My brother and sister, so this is why in the day of trouble, we need the help of the Lord. Okay? We don't, we don't want not to be able to receive mercy. Blessed are they that are merciful. And you really have to be merciful with these people. Okay? To pray for them. So they should be shown mercy. God wants to show mercy to us. Verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart. For they should see the Lord. They should see God. Jesus is God. You want to see Jesus? Ask him to purify your heart. It's not going to come without any testing, let me tell you that. And the testing can be brutal. I don't know another word to describe the testing of the pure heart. It can be brutal. It can be out of the earth. The testing can feel extraterrestrial. But let me tell you, it's worth it. Okay? It's worth it. Don't be afraid of the hard testing and trial and tribulation. Don't be afraid of that. Okay? Because you want to come closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. He's bringing you closer. Yeah. He's setting you a high like in a mountain yeah. where the enemy cannot reach out to you. Aren't you tired of demon bothering you? Because, mm-hmm. see, God showed this to Brother Larry. People that are in the lowest level, spiritual level, Demons are bothering all the time. But you can come to the higher level where demons won't even bother you. They can't reach out to you. You're too far from them. Mm. Now, do you want to be at those higher spiritual levels where no demon will bother you, cannot get to you? Mm. Or you still want to stay in the lower level where demons are always bothering you? Mm. you got to get tired of being bothered. Mm. Get tired of being bothered yeah. and come higher with the Lord. Mm. Come up the mountain. With Jesus, my brother and sister, higher level. Yeah. But to get to those higher level, what it, what it is, the devil don't want you to get there. Mm. You know, he can see God working on you to bring you higher, and he's going to try to uh, make your life very difficult. Yeah. See, the devil tends you. God tests you. He tests you, but the devil tends you, which is different. Yeah. No temptation comes from God. The Bible says. No temptation, only testing, only testing. And what is the testing I got for? To bring you closer to him, higher in Christ. Yeah. Higher level. Yeah. And when he brings you to the higher level, demon cannot bother you there. I remember God showed Brother Larry what level can the devil get to a person in the spiritual level. Mm-hmm. Okay? And if I remember clear, he said level 13. From level 13 and on, they cannot get to you. And when God brought him higher than the level 13, he saw the devil one time. He stepped on it. He kicked him. He, the devil was in the ground mm. being beat by Brother Larry. Mm-hmm. He said, I didn't, I didn't know you can God can bring you to that yeah. God showed him. You know, he asked. Mm. He says, if you come higher than level 13, yeah. a lot of people are in level 7, 10, you know, after that, they don't want to go high because the testing gets really hard. They say. Mm. But do you want to go through the really high level of testing to climb up to the higher level? Mm. And then they can't bother you, you know, because they, they don't have access to you anymore. Mm. You're under so many hatred protection. They can't reach you. They can't bother you. Nothing. You're a total peace. Mm. Do you want to come to that? Or, or you know, when people say, why are you in, why are you in so much peace, Brother Holy? Well, other people are going through hell, mm. and you're smiling and you're rejoicing. 
I got to sit down and explain this to you by the word. Recently, what I said, I opened the Bible to people, and I'll show them in the Bible where I say these things and explain them to them. It's very difficult. So it takes a few Bible study in person. Brother Tony and I have been talking about the Bible now for many months. Yeah. And this is just the beginning. Yeah. I can explain things to him one-on-one, -on -one, and I'm sure it helps him a lot. Because yeah. Yeah. it helps us. It's, it's, yeah, for sure, yeah. It brings a reminder to me, but it's helping to come higher in the Lord. Yeah. You know? And and if you know he wants to go to a higher level in the Lord, mm -hmm. which are awesome, more presence of God, more anointing, more power, yeah. your experience, but you got to come out to those levels. And then demon have no access to you. They will have no access to you. And then, you know, Christian life, it, it, it's just it's a joy and peace, mm -hmm. you know. But it's hard to get people there because certain people, once they begin to try, no, 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 God, take this away from me. Mm -hmm. This is too hard. Mm -hmm. So how do I explain that to people? It's hard. Yeah. So mm -hmm. step by step, you know, step by step. Yeah. Okay, verse 9, blessed are then the peacemaker. For they should be called sons of God. You know? Mm -hmm. I have people say, Well, it's not in the Bible, Brother Ellie. It's in the Bible, I have to look for it, but it's gonna take some time. It takes me weeks, months and years. By setting one on one. It's very uh time consuming. Mm -hmm. You know, but God gives us the blessing to learn and the way he, he, he was teaching me from the beginning years ago, it just helped me so much. You know, to understand. But one-on-one -on -one is just a, such a blessing. Verse 10, blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Okay? For there is the kingdom of heaven. Now, how is, this, this is prophetic here. Every verse that I just read to you is prophetic. And, and a lot of people don't, don't know what, what it that means yet, what prophetic means. And one other way to explain prophetic is past, present, and future. Okay, past, present, and future. If you go to the throne of God and you begin to walk the step of the throne, every every stone going up is prophetic. Every step is prophetic. You know, it will speak about your past, present, and future to you specifically. So it's an awesome thing. A lot of people that go there like amazing. They want to go back quickly, but they have to wait until they're invited again. Okay, so bless are those that are who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Okay, persecution in your, among your family, let's say. This is not persecution when you have a group of people shooting at you trying to get to you. This is a persecution in your own household. People coming against your family members. Could be your mom, could be your sister, could be your brother, can be your husband, can be your wife, could be your son, can be your daughter. Okay? And so this is what the prophetic comes into. You understanding that. It could be any any way unthinkable. Anyone could be think, coming against you, okay? And so you are blessed for be for being persecuted, okay? But it's for, this one is for righteousness, and righteousness is right standing with God. And so this righteousness is you coming closer to God every day yeah. because of this persecution in your family, of your wife, husband, or whoever mm -hmm. is coming against you. God is bringing you higher in the spirit. Think about it. Yeah, He's bringing you higher in the spirit because mm. someone is coming against you. Mm. And higher and higher all the time. Yeah. Because you've got people coming against you if you humble yourself. Okay? Shalom, Jim. If you humble yourself, okay, 
he will bring you higher. But you have to pass the test. You cannot quit on the way. You have to endure. You have to persevere with the Lord. And by doing that, that you keep growing, you keep going up. Very, very important in the Lord that we do this. We focus on the Lord. We focus on Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Again, uh, uh, verse 11. Go ahead, breathe there, Brother Tony. Yeah. <clears throat> Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you false, uh, falsely on account of me. Amen. So they're going to say things against you, and it's really an account of the Lord. Okay? It's really because they hate God, and they're coming against you. But that's part of your persecution mm-hmm. as a Christian. Mm-hmm. But that God can use that to bring you closer to him. You see, so whatever you're going through, it is only to bring you closer to the Lord, higher in God. Yeah. So what do you do in that, in, that, in that situation? You humble yourself. Okay? You humble yourself. By humbling yourself, you come higher. Yeah. It's like Jesus said, the bigger, the bigger one in heaven one needs to be the servant. You humble yourself, and you become the biggest one, mm-hmm. the highest one yeah. in God. Very important, my brother and sister. What did the children of Israel did opposite than to humble themselves? They murmur. Murmur is you resisting the Lord. Yeah. And you saying to God, no, God, it's not your way, it's mine. Yeah. You see? Yeah. No. My brother and sisters, thank you, Lord. Amen. Uh, Clark, praise God. Nice to have you here. Welcome. So the children of Israel, they murmur, they complain, they rise against Moses and Hallelujah, and his brother. They rise against them. They disagree with God. They disagree with Moses and Aaron. And that alone kept them from growing. Maturing, you know, getting up and going higher on level. That's what it does when you don't humble yourself, when you murmur and complain. So we have to humble ourselves the more. The more you humble yourself in God, the higher you go in Him. Yeah. But hold yourself from murmuring and complain. Because murmuring and complain, you are resisting God. Because God is the one giving you the test, remember? Yeah. Who started and work in you is going to finish until the coming of Christ, you both said. Yeah. The one who started the work in you, he's going to finish it. So God is working in your life. And you're murmuring and complaining. You are resisting God. Mm-hmm. And, and there's another one. that You have resisted the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So please, he's saying you to, he's saying you to help you to be humble. And to raise you when you humble yourself. Here's the thing. He's not only in your life to humble you. He's in your life to help you when you humble yourself to become higher in God. Isn't that great? He's not against you. The Bible tells you that God is not against you. That God is for you. So God, when you humble yourself, he raises you up. Can you imagine that? All right, my daughter. You have pray, you have fasted, you have prayed. My son, you will humble yourself. Let me raise you up now. He brings you higher in him. Why? So the forces of evil have no, no aspects to you. And you have more peaceful life in the Lord. Yeah. More peaceful 
Christian life in God. You know, what joy was Paul talking about? What joy was Peter talking about? They had come higher in God, and now in the last day of their life, they're talking about joy and peace. You know? Because now they're enjoying the Christian life. It's different than when they started. Always being persecuted, always going through the difficult trials of the faith that Peter talks about. Then at the end of his last writing, the Apostle Peter, you know, when you go to First Peter, and I'm going to take you there just to show you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. First Peter, I want to show you in First Peter. So you see the difference when, when you're going through this, and then when you end up going through it, okay? Um, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. First Peter 1, 7, 7 being the fulfillment. God's going to fulfill his purpose in our life. That's what 7 is about. God fulfilling his purpose in our lives. Thank you, Lord. First Peter 1, 7. The trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perish, through a be tested with fire, might be found unto praise, honor, glory, and appearance of Jesus Christ. Okay, he's preparing, God is preparing us for Jesus. He is working in us, Christ, the hope of glory, that we will grow and be mature like him, but it's also getting us ready for his return, that we may be ready for him. Okay, verse 8, whom having not seen, ye loving him, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. What are you talking, Peter, full of joy and peace? Well, Peter can say this because Peter had come closer to God, and he is in that joy, full of joy, rejoicing. And the Paul says to the church, rejoice evermore. What is he talking about, rejoice? Because you have to come to that closeness with God and able to be be express yourself this way. Receiving the end of your faith. What is the end of your faith? Or what is the end of your walking in by faith? What is God going to give you when this race finishes? Yeah. What is so valuable? What is more important than anything you and I know? The salvation of your soul. Yeah. Nothing to God is more important than that. Because a lot of people are going to lose their soul. Why do you think the devil wanted to take people's soul through devices? Just to leave it there. I'm not even going to name what the devil, what kind of device that he uses. Because the devil in the last day has used many devices to get the people's soul. Alter the DNA. Change the DNA. What devices to get their soul? You see? It's in the book of Psalms in the Bible. The devices of the enemy. The devices of the wicked. The devices of the devil. So in the last day, we are warned to be careful with those devices. My brother and sister, verse 10. Of this salvation, prophet, have inquired so indigently, have prophesied the grace that shall come unto you. They prophesied. They said it was coming. We received the, the word. Hallelujah. The crown of life. Amen. We received the promise. They prophesied. They were obedient to God. We receive it. 
We get blessed by it. Thank you, Lord. Searching what a manner of time. Okay? Now, they were searching in time. One of the most difficult things in this life to do is to search in time. To tell when the things are going to happen. But these people have done what many people are doing on YouTube, Facebook, and many places. Searching in the Bible, what time these things are going to happen. That's very difficult, let me tell you. There are signs and wonders that will help you figure out that it's close. But to put a finger on the time of the rapture, that's impossible. No man, no man knows for day and hour. And that man is general. Everybody, nobody knows. Such a one man at time, spirit of Christ, who was in there, has signified that he testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that it should follow. Now, it says that the spirit of Christ signified. You know what that word signify means? Signify, huh? Mm. Thank you, Lord. I want to stop there because I want you to take a little bit of time on this and meditate Mm -hmm. on that word signify. Well, the word signify is like if you are in a a plane truck, a plane is about to take off, right? And you are the man with the flag, with the flag, directing the flag. You need to signify to the pilot when to take off, when to do, you know, Mm -hmm. the right time. Because if you're on a carrier, especially one of those where the plane needs to take off really quickly in a short amount of, you know, it's really difficult. So you are the one indicating when for this to happen. Uh, Signify signal. You need to signal the pilot when to take off. If you are the one directing the fly or giving the signal, don't do it right, he falls into the sea. He dies. You see? So, but the one was the spirit of Christ signifying. So he's never wrong. He's always right. He's given the right signal. He gave them the, the, the child being burned through a virgin, said Isaiah. Okay? What's the right signal to know when Messiah will be born? The star in the, in the cloud was the right signal to indicate that a child has been born, my brother and sister. Okay? He gave all the right signal for it, and it happened exactly. So the rapture is similar to Jesus being born. The Holy Spirit and the prophet of God, the Spirit of Christ, so the Spirit of Christ is giving the signal that this is the season of the rapture. Okay? Just as Christ was going to be born in Bethlehem, a signal was in the cloud. The start of David was indicating that the baby Messiah has been born. You know, the three wise men followed the leading of the sign, and they were right. They mounted their camel. They put in that gold, incense, spice in the camel bag and headed to the signal of the star where, where Messiah will be born. Okay? Now, did they make a mistake? They followed us to the sign, yeah. Did they make a mistake by following the star? No, they uh... See, we, we have to look back 
how God did it with them. See, God gave them signs and wonders. They followed the signs and wonders, and they were not wrong. They were not wrong at all. That's why every signs and wonders to the coming of Jesus cannot be wrong, as long as it's in the word of God. You have to know it's not in the word of God. When someone says to you, I know when Jesus is coming, show me the sign in the word of God. Show me the wonder in the word of God. Because the three white men followed the star. Okay? And they were not wrong. They followed. There was another word that the child will be born in Bethlehem. Okay? Among the animal, like one of the animal, my brother and sister, and they followed the sign and they were not wrong. None of the people that were looking for the Messiah to be born in the time of the prophet Isaiah indicated were wrong. They were right. Now, the prophet Isaiah also has given us end-time days like Jeremiah, end-time sign of the return of Messiah. Okay? And we have to be studying that now more than ever. My brother, my sister. Years ago, someone says to me, Brother Ellie, have you read Isaiah 17? And I said, if you want to really know what's going on in the last day with the nations, read Isaiah 17. And I went to Isaiah 17, and I read them like, I was blown away what's in there. And, and there's a few books in Isaiah, chapter, that will blow your mind if you pray God for God to the understanding of what's happening in the last day because it's pointing to nations. It's pointing to how they will come together. And what they're coming together now to rise against Israel, my brother and sister, it's in the word of God in such a way that, wow. Thank you, Lord. I'm trying to meditate because I believe it was Amos. I'm trying to think where in Amos I was reading. Someone has sent me the verse, and I was blown away what I was reading there. Wow, to the end time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me look it up. Remember we were reading about Gaza? Oh, yeah. And it was so mind-blowing what we read in one of the prophets because it indicated Amos, Amos, okay? I want to read Amos 1 to you, okay? And, and I want you to see Gaza in verse 7 and 8 and Amos, okay? It's going to be short. The revival is going to be short, okay? Let me, let me show you this in Amos 1, okay? Thank you, Lord. I'm going to start in verse 2. And he said, Lord, will roar from Zion, and order his boy from Jerusalem. And the habitation of the shepherd shall mourn the top of the Carmel, shall wither. Thus saith the Lord for three transgressions, hear it, three transgressions of Damascus, and, and for four. I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they have stretched Goliath and the strengthening instrument of iron. Okay. First of all, this is very meaningful here, okay? Because I ran, I talked about this here on the Lord's Hour, had developed a really good missile program, really good. So good that I've been showing Brother Tony and my other sister that was visiting today a link through India that I have that a lot of you don't even have. Most people don't even have this link of the world that is going on right now in Gaza where a lot of the missiles from Gaza and Hezbollah are knocking down a lot of drones from Israel and planes. And a lot of these planes that Israel has, the F-15, F-16, are being knocked down. 
for two days. I think I seen over 30, um, 30 planes, 30 drums being knocked down easily by the missile of Hezbollah that had gotten them from Iran. Is that on Fox News or CNN? Not even one is being mentioned. Now, this had made me nervous, but then I began to pray and repent because I don't want to be nervous at all because I'm for Israel. I'm for Israel. Okay, my brother and sister. And this person from one of the buildings in Gaza is sending a signal, okay, of how these missiles are coming from the north and coming from Hezbollah, knocking down this drone of Israel in Gaza. Many of them are being knocked down, including planes. And you know that Israel idea, that the phone force of Israel, if they lose all their plane and all their drum, they become defenseless. Then the missile will go into Tel Aviv in Jerusalem and destroy all the buildings and kill the people. That's why I got nervous. But I, I forgot for a second that God has sent down Michael. Yeah. Why did God send Michael, okay, their prince, to protect them? Because he knows exactly, okay? He knows exactly what would happen. I told you months ago here in the Lord's Tower, through the Bible, the study of the book of Daniel, that Iran has a really good missile program, okay? These missiles are guided missiles with a computer on the head of these missiles, which are like 99, 97% accurate. And I seen one of the missiles going out, seeking for the drone and breaking it into pieces. These, these are, are Israel drones that they have built over the years to defend Israel are being knocked down easily by these new missiles. And I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of these missiles Iran has given um, Hezbollah, okay? They had a trouble getting them into Hamas because of Israel, but Hezbollah has plenty of them. Now, no one is saying on the media that Hezbollah has joined this, this attack neither. It was like it was all planned. Hamas will start, and Hezbollah will, will continue. My brother and sister. But the media is not reporting the news as it is. Okay? They're not. And, and that really, I'm looking at the attack. I'm looking at what's happening, and I'm like, wow. It's like they want Israel to lose all their defense. And that will, that will be really Difficult for them. But I know God's going to give them the victory no matter what. Yeah. Rabbi has screamed this out already. Has, you know, how sound the shofar, if we want to say it, that this is a Psalm 83 in Israel. Rabbi will not say it unless they see the sign. Unless they see the sign, they will not say it. They're not like a lot of us will jump to conclusion. Some people say it. Mm-hmm. Rabbi don't do that. They go into the Bible, they go into the Torah, and they just see it, and then they say, okay, yeah, this is the Psalm 83. Mm-hmm. And they already have said this is the Psalm 83. You know, I don't know if the nations that are around Israel right now are there to protect Hezbollah and Hamas, because they're not stopping them. They can see them knocking down Israel, drums and planes, and they're not doing nothing about it. Nothing is being done about it. And that's what made me a little nervous. But then I remember that Michael is there. 
and God will allow maybe a lot of this to happen, but to a certain level. You know, it's not going to, like he says, he's not going to allow Israel to totally be destroyed. He will always keep a remnant. That's what God says in his word. So we always have to, you know, so what I did was I went into, okay, before I go further, let me finish here. This is Amen 1, 3. For the Lord, for three transgressions of Damascus and four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof because they have stretched Gilead, such an instrument of violence. The instrument of violence of this missile, first of all, okay? But I will send a fire into the house of Hazel, okay? Let me look this up. Okay, century. Okay. I will send a fire into the house of Hazel, verse 4, which shall devour the palace of ben I will break also the bone of the mascot, cut off the inhibiting of the plain of him, the holder, the scepter, for the eaten. The people of Syria shall go into captivity unto Kirk, saith the Lord. Now, here it is. Verse 6, Thou saith the Lord, for three transgressions in Gaza. Let me put this in the chat room so we know we're talking about Gaza. Hamas. Hamas, although the land is full of the Palestinians. But, you know, out of all these people, they build Hamas, the defense uh, leader. Okay? Palestinian defense, something like that, or Hamas temple. Okay? So thou saith the Lord, for the transgression of Gaza, and for the four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they carry away captive, whole captive, deliver them up to Edom. Now, the women and men, God says that they took captive, they were giving it to Edom, which is it's another group of them. Maybe it can be pointed to Hezbollah, okay? The, groups that, the other groups that are involved, but there are like three groups involved with Hamas, two other more groups, all together are three, my brother and sister. Edom, the, and remember the Imorite, they were very wicked and evil, my brother and sister. Verse 7, but I will send a fire on the wall of Gaza, which shall devour the pilot thereof. So it seems that God wants to use Israel to eliminate Gaza in, in this end time, because the word has to come to pass, you see. God is not a man that he will lie, nor the son of man he will repent. He has to fulfill this prophecy. This is a prophetic word. That he said he will bring. Okay? Verse 8, and I will cut off the inhibitant of Asta, him that holds the sector of Ashkelon. I will turn my, my hand against Ekron. The remnant of the Philistines shall perish, says the Lord. That's another nation that is among them, neighbors to them. Why? Because God knew they would join. God knew they would receive missiles from Iran and be doing what they're doing now. And I don't know how they're getting away with this, okay? Knocking down Israel drums and planes. And United States right there and other nations, nobody's doing anything about it. They can be watching them and sitting back and eating a sandwich and it's okay. It's not okay. These are God's people. This is why our prayer is more important than any nation protection. We need to pray because our God is mightier. And he can protect Israel. Michael is already there. Someone, someone posted a line that they haven't had a vision of Michael, a confirmation to what God showed me last week, Michael coming down. Soonest after the 21st of September of 2023, when the U.N. had that meeting, I asked the Lord if this meeting was important. 
was it really truthful, me- meaningful, Lord? Was this it? And the Lord showed me Michael immediately after they signed up international peace being sent to the earth. Very significant. Okay? I don't even know if Hamas and Hezbollah are being supported by another nation besides Iran. Some people believe that Turkey and Egypt is supporting them. And that will even be more terrible because we saw myths going up um, that were very destructive. And they knocked down the plane and, and, and um, drummed very quickly. Brothers and sisters, these drums are thousands of feet in the air. Okay? You can shoot a bullet to it and not even come close. Okay? The thousands of feet up in the air. And these missiles that are being sent there are three times faster than plane, than F-16, even maybe four, and then these drones. And they're knocking them out in the air easily. Now, Israel only does have a certain amount of drones, a certain amount of plane. Not even when Biden sending them for 500 planes is enough. They can knock them down in a day with the new missiles that they have. The thing is, why isn't nobody doing anything about it? Why are they letting it happen? Do they want to bring Israel completely defenseless? Because that's what I'm thinking on all this. I think this was planned. I think they draw Israel into this fight just so they can bring Israel defenseless. We need to pray. We need to pray. My brother and sister, I didn't want to bring no information until I would see it, you know, and, and really... Because we know what the Bible says it will come. Thing is, how it's coming, you know, I didn't think that, that this World War III will continue to Israel. We know it started in Ukraine because God prophesied two years before you, the war in Ukraine began that World War III will begin in Ukraine. It began in Ukraine later on, and now it's continuing to Israel. This is sad. This, I didn't think Israel will be involved in this. I know the God giving me a sign, which I put in a video 10 years ago or more, that the word in Israel was one of the signs, mm-hmm. you know. But the way it's been going, I'm very shocked by it. Verse 9, Thus saith the Lord, for three translations of Tyrus and four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they deliver up the whole captivity of, to Edom, and remember now the brotherly covenant. This is very prophetic and significant. Okay, these people have been taken captive. No one knows why certain people were chosen to be taken captive. Okay? And that's a good word, strange alliance, like strange flesh. You know, fallen angel in this. Okay? It's called in the Bible strange flesh. That's what fallen angel and and we a lot of people believe there's a lot of strange flesh in all this, in the middle of all this. This is why we need to pray. Okay, verse 10, But I will send a fire on the wall of Tyrus that shall devour the palace thereof. Thus say the Lord, for three transgressions, Edom and four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because he pursued his brother with a sword, cast all his pity, and, and his anger tore perpetually, and kept his wrath forever. So that means that the people in Gaza were not supposed to take half, you know, my brother and sister. And, and that's, Brother David, thank you for that. That's, you know, that has been my thinking. 
Because in one of the revelations of the Lord that I saw Jesus in the cloud one time, I ran, and these other nations were coming with all their army against Israel, and Messiah was fighting with Israel in the cloud against them. But I think, this is what I think that they're doing, okay? I believe that Hezbollah had joined, because they have missile coming from the north, which is Hezbollah. Hezbollah had just joined. They're completely destroying most of Israel's weapons. I believe that they're bringing, they're making Israel weak. Because if you destroy all their planes and all their drums, you will make them weak. Because that's why Israel had used since the beginning. They have studied Israel very well since 1948. And they know that Israel had developed very good drums and have bought a lot of F-16, F-18 from the United States, including F-14. Now, they're knocking them down with this new missile. And I believe it is to make them weak. So when Iran comes and attacks them, they will be sitting ducks. It's how they're thinking. How's the enemy is thinking? But if we continue to pray for God's protection over Israel, Israel will not be seen as sitting duck. Israel will not easily be knocked down. Because Michael is there, he can call down angel. Okay? I believe Michael is there by the order of the Lord unto a time where Israel will be practically defenseless. You know? But, yeah, that's the word. They're using Israel as a bait. They're using Hamas and Hezbollah. They gave, see, what I told you was this, because it was online. I, uh, Russia gave Iran AI to develop this new warehouse where they will be making missiles, you know, tactical, really good missile. I forgot what the name of the missile is called. Um, to, to develop in 24 hours, seven days, that 365 days a year. They have had this for over three years, I believe it is, developing these hundreds of thousands of these missiles and hiding them and then bringing them to Hezbollah and, and some to Hamas. Okay, these missiles are really good. It's a really good missile program that can knock down F-16 very easy and, and most of all the drones very easy. And they're using them now. And, and, and I believe that Israel right now is very nervous as, they, as they're losing so many drones and planes. I believe they're very, very nervous because this they did not expect it. They did not expect them to be knocking down their plane and the drum that easy. And I believe they're very nervous right now. I believe things got to change. Someone needs to stop this before they, this goes any further. Yes, they have killed a lot of people in Gaza, okay? But this word is far from being finished. And if it continues, Israel may lose all their plane and all their drums and be left defenseless. And if this was the plan of the nations, it's being accomplished, okay? It's being accomplished. I hope that um, they don't get away with their plan. I hope God would intervene. I don't know. They're not ready for a ground invasion yet. They're not ready for that. And if they think they are, they may be misled on this, okay? Remember I told you this on the Lord's Hour. Yes, thank you, Brother Mingo. God has a plan. God has a plan. There has to be a random left. We know that. And we know a lot of people have moved to the different places. There are three small cities in the book of Daniel 
that God said that they will be protected, my brothers and sisters. I, I like to read it because um, my brothers and sisters, their protection comes from the Lord. Okay? Um, Daniel, um, Daniel 11, 41, he shall enter into the glorious land. Many countries shall be overthrown, but they shall escape out of his hand. Edom, Moab, and the chief of the children of Amen. Now, this city near Israel, my brother and sisters, okay? Yeah, it, it, it's their plan. It's, it's the Antichrist plan here. This is a wicked plan against Israel. That Israel, I hope God opened their eyes to see. Um, I believe as, as they're playing in drums of being knocked down easily, they're going to come to the understanding that this is not going to be easy for them. You know, they may be thinking, well, I don't think, they don't. They probably don't believe that Hezbollah and Hamas have so many missiles. They're probably thinking that they're running out already. But if they're wrong, if their calculation is wrong, it will leave them very defenseless. And a lot of people thought that Biden was going to get in it, but there was a prophecy. I always go back to what God has said. There was a prophecy that when this war will begin with Israel, United States will not support them militarily. Okay, Biden has sent planes, carriers to the Middle East. Not even one of them has joined yet. Not one of them. Okay, they supposedly send support. We haven't heard Israel said that they have received it. It's all been we have done this or that. So it might be that they're saying to the media for people to be at peace and say, okay, yeah, we're supporting Israel. Bologna. No support is still happening. Okay? Jesus said, be not deceived, is the word. Okay? They're giving us a story here. And we're seeing with our eyes what's happening. That's why I told you. I, I like to look at, the, at these news through India, different country, because they get the link directly, and you'll be able to see. They don't have much technology like here where media can be manipulated and changed. They, they, they will send the feed, and you'll receive what you see. Okay, and you want to see what's really happening. Okay, and what I've seen for two days now, okay, um, you know, the thinking was that Biden will be supporting them. They really have not have been doing so. And that this is the question, why? Uh, because they're, they're following the order of the Antichrist. Biden is practically the right hand of the Antichrist. The Lord has shown me this. This is not a story. No, you know. He is following the order of the Antichrist. This is why it's a washy-washy word he's giving people. He's not doing, my brother and sister, okay, what he said he will be doing to the people. He's not supporting Israel. And the truth is going to come out of Israel. They're going to tell people, look, they told us what they were going to support us. We've been on this by ourselves. It's going to come out, you see. It's going to come out, my brother and sister. But again, the Bible says, pray for, pray for the peace of Israel. Pray. Pray, my brother and sister. The best thing you and I can do for Israel is to pray for them. So Israel, my brother and sister, can, can have uh, their protection. Hallelujah. 
Uh, they, what did David say? Read it for us. Psalm 122, brothers. <clears throat> yeah. It says, uh, <clears throat> I was glad when they said to me, the house, the house of Adonai, let's go. Our feet were already standing at your gates. Uh, Jerusalem. Should be Jerusalem. I'm not sure to say that. Yeah, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Jerusalem built as a city fostering friendship and unity. The tribes have gone up there, the tribes of Adonai, as a witness to Israel, to give thanks to the name of Adonai. For there the thrones of justice were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for Shalom in Jerusalem. May those who love you prosper. May Shalom be within your ramparts, prosperity in your palaces. For the sake of my family and friends, I say shalom be with you. For the sake of the house of Adonai, our God, I will seek your well-being. Amen. Thank you, Lord. For that sake alone. Hallelujah. It says here in, in, in Matthew 30, uh, 5.33 again, You have heard that it was said to, the, to, the, to those old, You should not swear falsely, but shall carry out your oath to Adonai. But I tell you, do not swear, not at all by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, which is, uh, is the first uh, footstool of his feet, or by Jerusalem, for it's the city of the great king. Jerusalem is the city of the Lord. This is his city, where they're to missile, my brother and sister. Will, will he not protect the city? Yeah. Of course he will. Yeah. City. He's not going to let them destroy it. He's going to protect it. But now Israel has gone through this several times in, in history where they have invaded Israel, they have destroyed Jerusalem, and then we build back again. But when the end of the end, the Lord is about to take us home. So the Jewish people, Jacob's trouble, my brothers and sisters, like I tell people, Every time uh, I talk about Israel, I go to Jeremiah 30, my brother and sisters. Because in Jeremiah 30, when God says, Jacob's trouble, now these are the words of Adonai spoke to Israel and Judah, for that say Adonai. We heard the sound of trembling, a dress with no shalom. Okay? And, and no shalom, no peace. Without the Prince of Peace here, there's no peace. Right. You know, a lot of people believe without the Holy Spirit, there's no peace. Without the Lord, there's no peace. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus is the one that gave us his peace. Mm -hmm. Ask now and see whether a man can give birth. Hallelujah. It's impossible for a man to give birth. Only women give birth. Why do I see every man with his hand in his loin? Nuclear weapon. Mm -hmm. You know? Like a woman giving birth. When nuclear weapons are launched, including missile, it creates so much pain and suffering upon people yeah. that this is the where they find themselves. Israel find themselves this way. Why have all faces turned pale? This is the action of a nuclear weapon. Okay, now I want you to see something here. Look at the condition of people when nuclear weapons are being launched. Okay, like a woman giving birth, they're pale, okay, their hand on their loin, dressed, I mean, horrible. 
and they're still alive. How is that possible? Mm. Brother Tony, why are they still alive when nuclear weapon is being launched? Uh, well, that uh, sounds like the what the Bible says, Jacob's trouble or the Great Tribulation, huh? And, uh, How are they still alive with nuclear weapon being launched? The only way is, it's, you know, the mercy of God when it says uh, that they won't be, you know, uh, they won't be able to die, you know. Great tribulation. Great tribulation, yeah. They won't be able to die. So they can launch all the nuclear weapon they want. You know, I think of the wisdom of God. The rabbi says that you cannot say God is wise. Because God possesses all wisdom. Yeah. So I can see the wisdom of God in all this. God made it that no one would die in the Great Tribulation. No one can die in the Great Tribulation for seven years. Mm-hmm. No matter what the condition of the person is, they're still alive. Mm-hmm. If they're beheaded, that's when they can pass to the other. The only way. Mm-hmm. But they can lose arm, they can lose leg, they can even lose their stomach and still alive. Okay. Every person is pale, according to the prophet. Sounds of trembling. You know, the sounds of trembling, those are the alarm going up. But also the, the power, the sounds of missile nuclear weapon going up. Yeah. Okay? And of dread, that's that destruction like there's no other. No peace, no shalom. I'll now see whether a man can give birth. That's impossible. Why do I see every man with his hand in his loins? Like a woman giving birth. Why do I see all faces turn pale? Can you imagine? She doesn't say some faces. There's so many nuclear weapons going off in every country. Okay? That the prophecy all faces pale. All. My brother and sister, when you use the word all, we asked many years ago, what does the word all mean? What does the word all mean to you, Brother Tony? Yeah, I, I meditate on that. When the Bible says it's all, it's all. You know, we can't question, say, well, we can't say, what well, I think it's half or I think it's this. No, when it when the Bible says it's all, it's because it's, it's true, you know. It's like when the Bible says all Israel shall be saved, what does that mean? Yeah, it says all Israel, so we're going to have to believe what it says. <laughs> it's all Israel. <laughs> we got to take God on his word. Uh, brother Miguel, what does the word all means to you, brother? Come on. We, we need wisdom on this. Because mm-hmm. we, we need to come to the understanding of what's the word, what's the word all means. Because it seems like a lot of people don't believe that it's all. Mm-hmm. They think it's a certain amount. You know, and so when you read it in the Bible, all, all. you know, what does that mean then? Okay. All for the day is monumental. And that Bible translation, a monumental is something beyond, you know, there will be none like it. Exactly what Jesus said in Matthew 24. Yeah. Like it never been before, like it never be again. A time of trouble for Jacob. Yet out of it, he will be saved. I love that. Salvation comes from the Jewish. Yeah. You know, that's Messiah coming from the Jewish people, being born of the Jewish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all Israel shall be saved, says, says Paul. So the great tribulation, God will save all the Jewish people, Orthodox Jewish, Messianic Jewish, all Jewish people are going to be saved. Yeah. Now, the condition that the world finds itself 
is under nuclear weapon. The United States has over 3,000 nuclear weapons. Russia has over four, 5,000. No, no. Uh, United States has over 4,000, I think it's to 5,000 nuclear weapons. Russia has over 6,000 nuclear weapons. Israel has two, 300, I believe, in something. And then the, the rest of the world. Enough nuclear weapons to nuke every single country. Okay? They have. And turn every face pale. <laughs> so God cannot be wrong. This is not nuclear weapon to go around for everyone to get one, at least, or two or three. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. One of Russia's uh, missiles that they all launched, they got plenty of them in, in, in the submarine, right? One single missile has 300 nuclear weapons in it. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> they have... Thousands of these submarines worldwide, okay? Hundreds and maybe thousands of these missiles in one single submarine. And one missile has 300 nuclear weapons. There's plenty of nuclear weapons to go around to for everybody. Is that a world that you want to stay in? Get me out of here, okay? Some people say, beat me up, Scotty. Get me out of here. Okay, because this is this is gonna get not bad. Because when people turn pale, okay, and and, and there's such a worse condition is, it's because you're living in an unlivable environment. It's an unlivable, unlivable. Like if that happens now before the great tribulation, not a single soul will live. But because death cannot kill you, you're being preserved for punishment in the Great Tribulation. You cannot die in the worst condition ever. Air fully contaminated. Water fully contaminated. Food fully contaminated. If you will take a bite of an apple from the Great Tribulation after the bomb has been launched, now, if you can bring it from the future now and take a bite, you will probably die instantly. That's how much contamination it has. Okay? It is a non-livable. Air is so thick and heavy. You can feel your inside being burned constantly. I was in the Great Tribulation. I believe it was about four years into it. And there was a man walking out outside. And he was this, there was a, a man... This man looks like a football player. He looks strong with big muscle. He must have been a quarterback in the NFL. That's how he looked at me, very strong. He had breathed the air in the Great Tribulation. This man was in so much pain. He was grabbing like a woman about to have a baby. His belly hit. You know, these men have pure muscle all over their body because they spend all their life in the gym lifting weight, you know. And he was so strong. But at the same time, his hand, he's grabbing his belly in pain. And he says, oh, it hurts so much. He can, he can hardly cry anymore by this time. He had no, practically no liquid in his body anymore. He had tear out. I don't think I never heard that word tear out, but I think I got to make it up. 
he had tear out himself, had no tear in his, that he can cry about anymore, of the pain he was going through. My brother and sister, Alas, Jacob's trouble is beyond what people think. I am telling you, you do not want to stay behind. You want to cry out to the Lord, okay? Because it's too painful, it's too hurtful. It's, un, it's unbearable. And when you go through something unbearable, you don't know whether you're going to live, okay? But why is it the beginning of this now, God say? Verse 11, for I am with you to declare the night to save you. But look at this. For I will make a full end of all the nations where I have scattered you. All these nations, we got to stop here for a minute. To what nation over the years have Israel has been scattered to? Have Lebanon, Spain, Germany, France, Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico, all the islands, United States, Canada. I mean, I, I, Australia, I don't know of a nation that Israel that the Jewish people have not lived in. Okay? And look what God said to about all those nations. He will make a full end. To me, the word fool here sounds like all. But I could be wrong. You know, I've been wrong. I made my mistake. I'm not going to say here, you know, no, I made my mistake. What do you think about that word fool, Brother Tony? To me, it seems pretty clear. Is that, is that similar to the word all or that or fool? It's just it's not. It's like if I say the cup is full. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not half empty, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's like, yeah. come on, people, help me in the chat room. Nobody wants to study the word tonight. Yeah, full end. That's like like when they say utter. You know, utter. Like when the Bible says utter destruction, complete. You know? What does that mean, utter? Like complete. Complete. Yeah. Cause I like the word full. You like the word all. It sounds. Good, yeah. Sounds to me like it, but I want to see I'm in the same page with people. Cause some people say, oh, "Brother, you're saying I don't think that's what that means," and so. I want to see if we're all on the same page about this. Out of distraction means complete distraction. Four means all. Or four doesn't mean all. It sounds the same to me. <laughs> it sounds the same to me. Brother Tony and I are on the same page here. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. He says, I will make a full end of all the nations. And then he indicates the nations where I have scattered you. Well, every single nation, including every single island, had Jewish people in it over the years. Mm-hmm. So how many nations will escape? To me, it sounds like no nation will escape mm-hmm. out of being end, destroyed. Yeah. Okay? Thank you, sister. So my Lord, my God, her mercy. This is terrible. This is terrible. What is about to happen? Terrible. Hallelujah. I will not, talking about Israel, I will not make a full end of you. Now, here is the other point here. Remember, we're talking about Michael was in Jerusalem and Israel, but he's not stopping the nation from destroying Israel drums and planes. Okay? Right now. This is happening now. This is not. Okay? But when God says in his word, I will not make a full end of you, what does that mean, Brother Tony? That's kind of like what's going on, you know. Um, kind of, I see it as, you know, like you mentioned earlier, it's like 
they'll attack, you know, they're they're attacking Israel, but there'll come a time when God's gonna, you know, like, uh, you know, like, they seem defenseless, and that's when God comes up and, you know. So you think that when they destroy all their plane and all their drums, mm-hmm. that's it? They become defenseless? Which I also believe the same, but... That's, yeah, that's how I see it. it. That's when the Lord, you know, he, that's when he's gonna deliver them, and he's gonna help So another word, God is allowing this to happen right now. I would have to, you know, it seems like it to me, you know. Someone says like, Joe, wow, that's a great example. Yeah, God allowed it, yeah. He loves everything, mm-hmm. you know, but not his life, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then God gave them everything back. Does that mean that they, they might need to start all over again? Yeah, that, that's a good, that's good. And just like Job, you know, they're gonna, you know, not be completely destroyed. They're not gonna be destroyed, you know, but they are gonna go like, you know, Jacob's trouble. They will be troubled, you know. I wonder if the one that are running to these three small cities, are those the one that God is? Because I know God is telling some of them. Okay. Thank you for that. I feel like when uh, when it looks like helpless, God will intervene. And all we know that it was only God. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That really makes sense. See, wisdom, wisdom, that is wisdom. You know, because God said, I will not make a full end of you. Now, what about God saying, I will not? That's, I, I have a little difficult time with that one. Because you see other nations, that, you see like Hezbollah and example doing it, but God say, I will not. What does that mean? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, <laughs> oh, Hezbollah is being funded by Iran. But you see, God says, I will not make a full end of you. And then, for I will discipline you. Justly. So right now, Israel is being disciplined. A lot of people will have a hard time with that right now. But, brother, they got people. Well, doesn't God discipline us? Some of us at one time lost everything. Testify, brother. Is that true or not? Didn't we at one time lost everything? And God bless us again, and, and God raised us up again and bless us again. You know, we've we gone through similar experience, yeah. you know. And then God, I know some people don't want to hear that, okay, pridefully, you know. So we have to see it through the, through the mirror, the light of God, which is the Word, yeah. and see what's happening over there now. Because if you don't see it through the word, you're going to be hating Hamas. But you don't understand that God has a purpose through all this. Okay? So please, it's, my Lord, help us. Okay? But I will not leave you unpunished. Now, what does that mean? God saying I will not leave you unpunished. My brother and sister. Hey, we love Israel, but it's what it, it's what it says. Isn't it? Yeah, you you still can pray for someone who's who being disciplined by the Lord, can you? Yeah, you can pray for someone who's being disciplined, 
And you pray for mercy. God, please have mercy. You know, his mercy endures forever. God is merciful. By we praying for Israel who's being disciplined in the mercy of God, God can help us, you know. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find a verse in the Bible where through discipline, God have mercy on us. I think it was David one time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In Job, Job going through his trial. Yeah. You know, there's got to be, you know, mercy in it because it's, yeah. it's so hard, it's so difficult, you know. I'm sure God can, can. for thou say Adonai, you're hurt. Another Bible said that your wound, your wounding or your wound, your hurt, is uncurable. Now, uncurable stands for uh, uncurable to us, because we have to apply it to us. That means that we have no medicine for it. Mm-hmm. Now, something that has no, med- no medicine is death. Yeah. So it's God saying, you're going to have so many dead among you mm-hmm. that that's what's going to wound them. Death is the only thing that, that we know is uncurable. Mm-hmm. That can cause you to hurt when you lost a loved one. It's a deep hurt that a lot of people who have lost their parents, someone very close to them, they are wounded. They are hurt. And, you know, we eventually we'll be healed. Okay. We'll mourn. We'll cry eventually. Uh, not will and not heal. Heal is not the word there. We go through the process of mourning, and we get comfort through it. And and we accept their hurting in time, but the wound only God can heal it. When you lose someone you love, only God can heal that someone yeah. who's been hurt. You know, and it looks like Israel's gonna lose so many brothers and sisters that this will hurt them a lot. Losing so many Jewish people, traumatic. Thank you. Dramatic. That's, that's one another word. But he says, that's verse 12. I have to look at it now. So the other Bible, this is the conclusion. Bible. Thank you, Lord. Your wound is past healing. Past healing. Your injury more severe. I'm trying to compare it to, to death. In that regard, well, for thou saith the Lord, your bruise is uncurable, and thy wound is grievous. Okay? So, this wound of Israel, bitterness, I, I, I think it's that when you lose a loved one, a brother, a sister, you, you really are hurt. Someone you love, your parents, children, it's a really deep wound. It's a really deep wound. It is uncurable. Only God can cure it. Only God can cure it. Anyone, anybody will tell you that. A mother who lost, I heard testimony. My mom lost, I think it was a child before me, one or two. And my mom still remembers to this day. And I'm 51 going to 52. We're talking about 50, 57 years ago. 
she still remembered it like it was yesterday. So that wound is still there. So there's certain wounds that some people have that, like Israel is going to have. And I, so I believe it's, it's the, the womb is the dead of brothers and sisters. That's what I think the wound is. Because it's uncurable. And the only thing uncurable is death. And Jesus overcame it on the cross. Yeah. You know, thank you, Lord. And then because in Amos, it talks about, you know, the, the, the death of the brother, you know. And, and so that brought to me a light into this understanding that so many people are going to die. You know, I will cut off the inhibiting of our stuff. Says the Lord, in my anger, Ekron, the rending of the Philistine, and then the other translation, punishment, thereof, deliver captivity, Edom. Remember not the brother. See, remember not the brotherly covenant. So it sounds to me when I read this, say, I'm trying to remember. I was in anger toward perpetually, kept his wrath forever. Five ten man, he shall swallow the vow of the Bokra. The Lord's three transgression of Amen for will not turn away the punishment thereof because they have ripped up women with child and Galilee. And my enlarge the border. I will kindle a fire of the war of Rabbah, shall devour the palace thereof, shooting uh, shouting on the day of battle, the tempest in the day of whirlwind. The king shall go into captivity and his prince together, saith the Lord. So the mask is the mask, but they also talk about science. Lord Sion urged the boys of Jerusalem, the inhibitants of the shepherd, shall mourn and top Carmel shall wither. And these shepherds are the leaders of Israel. The leaders of the IDF, like Netanyahu. Some of the leaders, they're the shepherd there right now. Yeah. So when it says that the, uh, the boys from Jerusalem, the habitation of the shepherds should mourn, why are they mourning? They have to lose their loved ones. Yeah. Okay? This is why I, I come to the understanding that this herd of Jacob is a, is a loss of many life in Israel. And this war word that just began. Because a lot of people don't want to call it World War, World War Three, but World War Three started in Ukraine, and, and it's going to continue. Because you know, I was thinking, what other nation will they take this war to? Because they're not going to stop. Battle's still going on in Ukraine. This war went to Israel, and it, and it's going to go to Taiwan or, or other nations. It's going to continue. The, the Lee has planned this. The Antichrist is behind this. They're going to continue with this word, my brother and sister. And yes, racial, yeah, that's another word. Thank you. Uh, racial refusing to be comforted for his children no more. I think that's the wound. It's a loss. I mean, so they have not lost enough yet compared to, because they were mourn. I know there's been hurting what happened to them and all those babies. But this this is going to go on bigger, my brother and sister. A lot bigger than what a lot of people think, my brother and sister. And a lot of people think that as soon as Israel uh, tanks go into Gaza, 
this is going to be the end of the off. But we're talking about the end of everything. <clears throat> the beginning of the Great Tribulation, which the bride will not be here. So I believe everything that will be unfolding now is the judgment, earthquake, and tsunami, like never before. They're going to be terrible. And it's still the earthquake and the tsunami, the beginning. A major destruction, like never been before, like never be again, my brother and sister. So we need to uh, get ready with the law and repentance and seeking the Lord daily. Don't put it off, you're repenting. Don't waste any time unless you are repenting and seeking the Lord. Because I tell you, time is practically gone. My brother and sister, I was, I was taken to the millennium this week. And in the millennium I was standing, a few redeemed came to me and showed me a photo of some of my family that I'm praying for, that they're going to be safe. One of the redeemed indicated to me to tap on the photo. It looks to me like a paper photo, right? Like the olden photo we used to take. And the redeemed was telling me to tap. And I'm like, it's not a tablet. I was thinking, it's not a tablet for me to tap. He said, tap on it and you watch and watch the video. And I'm like, tap on it and watch the video. What, what does that mean? So I went and did what the redeemed told me. And it the still photo that I was watching, all of a sudden began to play as a video. And I'm like, we don't have that. Even today in 2023, we don't have that technology that a paper photo will be played like a, like a tablet. It told, to me, that's like, wow. The technology that we're going to have in the millennium will be mind-blowing. Everything we have now cannot even come close to what we're going to have under the wisdom of God. The redeemed was laughing, smiling, on my surprise. Like, you know, you don't have to stop back then. This is beyond you. You. And I was, like, amazed by it. We're going to have technology, you know, by God's people in the millennium. That's going to be amazing. So even looking forward to the millennium, it's going to be awesome. Being there, spending time with the Lord there, learning. There's going to be a huge building university in the millennium that will be built to, to, for, to people to go to class every day. And it's because so many people are coming to the earth. Not everyone needs to go to class, though. If some people don't want to go to class, like they want to do something else, uh, Besides doing the task for God, yes, they can. You know, I've seen people doing different things, even having their own um, shop, small shop. And, you know, of course, it's for the glory of the Lord to bless God's people, things like that. But I was telling Brother Tony, I want to go there and study, be it, become an engineer, sign the things like that. And you say, oh, for the glory of God. You know, it's going to be a blessing. My brother, my sister, the things I'm finding out in the Bible now that I did not see before. Like, remember the time, remember the time when I shared with you that I saw brothers and sisters in the Great Tribulation after changing into beasts and werewolves, being naked a lot of them later on. Well, I found that in the Bible today, and I'm like, wow, everything is in the Word of God. Sometimes God shows me something that I have to look it up later on in the Bible. I will find it. I come across of it. 
and I'm amazed. It says in, I believe, Revelation 17. Let me see if I can go there. Thank you, Lord. That uh, about, uh, I think it's Babylon nakedness that it talks about, my brother and sisters. But they're going to be naked because Babylon is a system going on now. But it's a system of the beast. It's a system of the Antichrist, my brother and sister. And and they're going to... Verse 16, I think. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, there it is. Ten horns which thou stood up on the beast, it shall be. These shall hate the whore and shall make her desolated and naked. And shall eat her flesh, burn her. So the nakedness of them during that this this uh, this time in the Great Tribulation shall make her desolated and naked. You know, nakedness or naked. I like it how some other translation um, says it because it, it just makes so much sense. So yeah, they're, they're going to be naked. Uh, Ruin leave her naked, her flesh consumed with her fire. See, this translation is pretty good. This is the full uh, Jewish Bible. Someone was saying to me, can I read the NIV, brother? You can read the NIV. Be careful, though, with the NIV. It has stuff that you have to be careful. But uh, if, if that helps you to understand better, the full complete Jewish Bible, complete Jewish Bible is a really good Bible, you know. If you want to uh, have a better I know that the, the, the King James uses a lot of old, old language. Uh, uh, this is now the uh, God's word. Ten horn, the beast you saw, uh, was still uh, hate prostitute, hate it, will hate the prostitute. They will leave her uh, abandoned and naked. They will eat the flesh and burn up the fire. Um, I don't know. I know that some don't, don't you know, which presents to her king who will reign with him and hate the women and will attack her and leave her naked, revenged by fire. This is the living Bible. So you, you, you can look at Bible Gateway and and, and, and and see which one you like best, which God speaks to you more. The complete Jewish Bible is very anointed, very, really good Bible. But there's so many Bible that you can read and see the blessing of it, and God will speak to you through it. So standing in the new earth, my brother and sisters, it reminds us that God has a better plan for us. And we need to keep seeking him, that he'll prepare us to go in there. You know, we're going to the wedding celebration seven years. Uh, and, and the wedding celebration, I don't know if it's going to last a full seven years, because I know that by the middle of the seven-year great tribulation, we come down to help. And we're coming down to help people. Okay? Now, someone seeing the three days of darkness happening soon. They're coming. Someone had a dream that saw the days of darkness only like a month or two from now. I, I, timing is it's just, you know, we got to be careful with timing. They and I were no one, no, but someone saw it close, very close. Another brother, the Lord said to ask for more time because there's none. And because he wants to bring more people into the ark, okay? So 
So all these videos on YouTube, you can look it up. But um, what's the name of the brother that the Lord said to him to ask for more time? Yeah, his name is Brandon. The last days is his channel. Last days is channel on YouTube. Amen. Yeah. So you can look him up. The Lord told him to ask for more time. You know, because there's none. Now, I remember this also. Father told me in, in the end of last year, beginning of this one, that no more time will be granted. The Lord was standing there with me. Father said, no more time will be granted. He was very serious about this. Now, that's why I'm not going to ask for more time. If someone else feels like it, but not me. Because Father told me no more time will be granted. You know? And, and so whatever time it is left, that's it. And it's none practically. So whoever should have been repenting should be repenting. Father also told me this. The Lord told me this. When I saw after the, uh, after the three days of darkness, the dead rising, and then took me back and said that people should already been repenting. People already should have been. Oh, they're not going to make it to the three days of darkness. Now, people can, can go home and go to the valleys, you know, and so much more. But that, you know, it's between people and God. Not many people will make it to the three days of darkness. Jesus told me this himself. Not many. It's, it's, it's you know, there is another virus coming, deadly virus, deadly virus coming. Um, commit yourself to the Lord. Okay, and and don't stay behind for it, because we might experience this body this month or next month. That's a close. Sister Barbara prophesied about it. This virus is close. I talked to you two years ago about this virus coming. It's a deadly virus. I had a couple of dreams after that, practically being here. Some people had dreams also seeing it, almost here. Okay, it might be here before the year is over, and dead everywhere. So please commit yourself to the Lord, because this virus will take more people than what a lot of people think. People are just going to drop dead everywhere. And the thing is, if people will be dropping dead, okay, uh, it's dependent on the Lord. They can have to ask Jesus whether they can get out or not. I've seen people coming down from, from to, to the millennium. We'll, we'll see how God's going to do it. Now, in regard to the virus that is coming, a lot of people have seen this virus killing a lot of people. People dropping dead everywhere. Now, with so many people dropping dead, shouldn't people be ready and repenting? Now? Yeah. Because could you imagine a person gets the virus, they don't have much time. They probably got second before they drop dead. Be a good idea for people to be mm -hmm. repenting now. Now, in my dream, I saw this virus in New Jersey, and people were running for their lives. Let me tell you, you know, I have, most of you know that I have family in New Jersey, brothers and sisters, that I used to visit every year, sometimes twice a year. The Lord had told me not to go to New Jersey this, this year. I asked the Lord if I can go. He said no to me. He said no. Now, my brother wants me, me to even go in November. I haven't even asked the Lord yet. I'm not planning to go. Now, I, of course I'm going to take it before the Lord in prayer, but I tell you something. 
this virus may be me here in November. I saw people, and because uh, the Lord gave me this, like if you go to New Jersey, this is what you're going to see soon. And I believe this warning for was for November. Like if you go to New Jersey in November, my son, this is what you're going to see. Some people have seen the bio before December, already on the earth. Okay, I'm not naming names because, again, take everything into prayer. But a lot of people have seen this very, very soon, this year, before the year is over, already on the earth. So don't get caught by surprise. I believe all this whining from the Lord is for us to be ready, not to be asleep, not to, you know, keep repenting, keep seeking the Lord. You know, if you are under the shadow of the Almighty and the protection of the Lord and the blood of Jesus, when this body is going around killing, pray. Get on your knees and cry out and pray. Okay? Don't even try to pray for the people. Pray for you and your family at that moment. Because I'm telling you, this is going to get very scary very soon when it begins. Okay? I heard that the Lord would take a lot of people home through this virus. Like, they, I, I believe, if I could be wrong, I could be wrong, someone saw Christian dropping dead also. And, you know, I mean, people going home with it. Like COVID, COVID took a lot of people home, you know. And if you're one of those that are going home with the virus, you know, uh, you know you're going to be rejoicing first than us. You're going to be in heaven rejoicing. You don't need to fear. Whether you live or die, you'll be with the Lord. Remember what Paul says? Yeah. So don't fear. Don't be in fear. Repent any fear. Trust the Lord through this. If God allows it to touch your body and you drop there, you'll be in heaven. God have mercy. Yes. That's how close all this is. Okay? We're talking about maybe months or days from now. You know, look up last word from Sister Barbara. This is close, about this new virus. I'm surprised when the Lord gave her the word because he's been showing us. And that really profound confirmation was awesome. I believe God will, will still keep warning people, you know, that it, the virus is practically here for more people to repent and be ready. But remember, Jesus is coming. Don't, don't miss our Bible study on Tuesday night. We'll be here, God willing. Shalom. My Thank brother and sister, Thank you, Lord, because the word of God is the word of the living God that must be confirmed. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 3, for when they are saying peace and safety, and this is what the UN stands for, peace and safety. You can, you can look up their logo, okay? And this is what they're saying. This is what this international peace was. It was about peace and safety, Okay? And you can go to the U.N. website and patience. It's peace and safety. It's what they stand for. Shalom, Brother Joseph. So when they're saying peace and safety, then sudden destruction should come upon them as a travail upon a woman with a child and they shall not escape. Some people believe a uh, Yellowstone volcano awakening suddenly, mighty earthquake, mighty tsunami happening suddenly. We're waiting for some type of judgment. I've seen it. God showed it to me. I seen God one time in a mountain a few weeks ago showed me this judgment. I wonder what the mountain stand for and wonder what he was trying to point me out to. But we're going to find out soon. Okay. Um, I know the mountain stand for strength. So it might be that this earthquake coming up is so strong 
that is going to shake in this nation. But not just this nation, other nations will feel the same. What do you think, Brother Tony? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I know he's not happy with this nation, you know, uh, after all that they're doing, that they've done. And he's been, you know, speaking a lot about this country, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I know other nations will be affected too, you know, and, and all of them, but, uh, this one, especially, you know, especially just what happened, you know, the signing of the peace treaty, you know, it was, uh, you know, the U.S., you know, doing this, it's, and, and all that, you know, um, hmm. that's definitely, you know, I can tell, you know, judgment on this nation because of Amen. that peace treaty, you know, um, Amen. Raise your trumpet a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I know, I know the judgment's coming, you know, it, it's very soon, and, and, uh, yeah, we're gonna have to do more in our part, you know, um, more prayer and, um, uh, you know, because it's, it's just not good what's coming to this country, you know. <laughs> it's definitely not good, um, you know, or, you know, especially now, you know, after that signing of the mm-hmm. peace treaty and all that, you know, it's, literally this nation did it, you know, it, pretty much the U.S. I know other nations are involved, but, um, you know, biding allow, uh, biding allowing this to happen, you know, it's definitely, you know, the Bible's clear on that, you know, it's clear on whenever they do that to Israel, you know, they there's punishment to those that come against Israel. You know, there always has been. Wait a minute. Yes, Shalom to Serene. And where, let me show you where in the Bible it talks about uh, separating the land. Okay? And it's in Joel chapter 3, 2. God said there, I will also gather the nations which bring them and bring them down, bring them down to the valley of Josephah, and plead with them there for my people and for my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nation. Okay? It's all about Israel this time, end time, God claiming. Okay? Look what it says last. Imparted my land, divided my land. Okay? Here's what, it's Joel 3.2. This is what they parted God's land. They divided God's land. Okay, God said this through the prophet Joe, my brother and sister, that they will do this. This is what the UN signed this past Thursday, okay, and, and says, and my brother and sister, the consequence of this, I'm going to show you in the Bible, the consequence of parting God's land. I'm going to show you what God will do to them. God said he will part their land now. Okay? God said he will part Babylon land. Okay? For parting his land, he will part their land. But not in two pieces as they're doing it. God is going to part Babylon land in three pieces, my brothers and sisters. So that's Father, Holy Spirit, and the Lord very angry. Very angry. In three pieces, he's going to divide them, their land. That's what's coming. Any day now. Any day now. Okay. My brother and my sister. Okay. Shalom, Sister Luna. So, thank you, Lord. 
the word of God is so clear. Okay, Zechariah 14, I'll read that one later, but i got to keep reading here. Zechariah 14, and behold, the day of the Lord coming, thy spoils shall be divided in the midst of thee. Okay, this is when the, com- the coming of the Lord, they're going to take uh, what is belonged to God's people, okay, and divide it in the midst of thee, Zechariah says. Okay, and then the significant Mark, Mark 325, and, and if a house is divided against itself, Jesus said, the house cannot stand. Okay, so why are they dividing Israel? Okay, why, um, thank you, sister, why are they dividing Israel? So Israel cannot stand as a nation. This is the reason why they have divided us. Why have the UN come together and do this? Okay? I also have an audio, which I will play later, that a brother will tell you that before Israel came a nation in 1948, when the UN came together in 1945, they came, okay, with the purpose of dividing Israel. They already had an agenda in 1947, before Israel became a nation in 1948, with the agenda of dividing Israel. Okay? You're going to hear that, brother, my brother and sister, talking about this later on. Thank you, Lord. So, and then the Lord uses the devil as an example in Mark 3.26. If Satan rises up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand but have an end. Okay? He cannot stand. He cannot be. No, no kingdom, no throne, no house that, that is divided can stand. So dividing Israel is bringing an end to Israel. It's what the Antichrist is planning. That's why God said to the prophet Daniel that he will say, Michael, thy great prince Michael, God said, at that time, Michael, the mighty prince, shall stand guard over your nation. Look, it's specifically, God said, that Michael was, it was coming to stand guard over the nation of Israel. My brother and sister, why? Because God knows the light of the UN. God knows the light of the nation. That even they are convincing Benjamin Netanyahu that this is good what they signed. They have not convinced God. God knows it's a lie. God knows they're deceiving. And this is why God tells his people to only trust him. Because the devil behind all this is lying, is deceiving. What did the devil say to Eve in the garden? When he told the devil that he should not eat from the fruit, the devil said, not so, to eat from it, trying to make God a liar. Because that's what the devil does. He blasphemed the name of God. He blasphemed the church. He blasphemed the saints. He's blaspheming through the signing of this seven-year peace treaty. These are God's people. The Jewish people are God's people. This is his nation. This is his city. That Jerusalem is a city of the great king, the Bible says. That's his city. No one should touch it. No one should even say anything against him. Look at what happened to the president of Venezuela when he cursed the Jewish people. How he got a cancer and died of it. My brother and sister. No one can curse the Jewish people and get away with it. No one can mock God and get away with it. Telling you, these are God's people, my brothers and sisters. 
So at that time, Michael, the angelic prince who's standing the God of your nation, will stand up and fight for you in heaven against satanic forces. Okay, this is from the Living Bible. And there will be a time of anguish for the Jewish, greater than any previous suffering in the Jewish history, even in Egypt when they were enslaved for 450 years. The Great Tribulation will be greater suffering. And yet every one of your people whose name is written in the book will, will endure. Which are those? 144,000. 12,000 out of every tribe of the children of Israel. They will endure. They will persevere. They, someone had a dream recently about the, the 144,000 and said that the person so they had like a, um, remember the Roman soldier when they used to wear those armor, metal armor, protection armor from darts and, and knife and all that? Yeah. It will protect them. So someone saw the Jewish people with a stronger protection against the enemy during the Great Tribulation. In these words, they are 144,000. Not the bride. The bride is special. Okay? The bride has a separated meal at the table of the Lord. So the bride is special. My brother says, the bride is going home like an eagle wings. The bride is adopted Jesus. The saying that no one from the ark sent to find land. That's the bride of Christ. Bible insisted. Representing the Holy Spirit, representing the bride. She's the one that brings the olive. She's the one, that, the, the olive branch to back to Noah. She's the one that brings the fruit back to God. She's the one that bears fruit. My brother and sister, the bride of Christ. That's why the Lord said, Come and hide into thy chamber until the Indian nation passes. Through Isaiah, that's the bride. The bride is completely different than those staying behind. In Israel, in the 144,000, the bride has a separated bowl of soup in heaven. Supper of the Lamb with Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This is, this is what's been so hard for people for years to understand. They want the bride to stay behind. That's impossible. I tell you that right now. It is impossible to stay behind. And why do I say it's impossible? Okay? The pre-tribulation rapture, it is impossible not to happen. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass, but not my word. Okay? There will be no more heaven and earth if the bride ends up staying behind. I tell you that right now, because it's the promise of the word of God, and what God cannot lie. That God is not a man that he will lie, but the son of a man that he will repent. It's like saying, Noah, you the age, stay with the other demonic people behind, and even if the flock comes, don't worry about it, you'll be fine. That did not happen. God has prepared an ark for Noah and his family, in which they will be saved. It's like telling Lot and his wife and his daughter, stay in Sodom and Gomorrah. Don't worry about the fire. It's not going to do anything to you. You're protected. That's a lie from the enemy. God sends the angels to get Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah. God got Noah, Noah into the ark and closed the door himself. The Bible tells us so. God closed the door himself. I mean, God was there in person. He closed the door with his own hand. 
My brother and sister, Messiah was standing there. He closed the door with his hand. He shot them in. He protected Noah. He protected the eighth. Significant of eternity. My brother and sister, plan for eternity for his elected ones. Thank you, Lord. So it's impossible for the bride to stay behind the great tribulation. Impossible. Just as the Lord says to one, it is impossible for a demon to live in heaven. It is impossible for a demon to come to heaven. He cannot live in the presence of God and show, God show this person, grab a demon and put it there. And the demon was being consumed by God, screaming to the top of his lung, get me out of here. It's impossible for a demon to go to heaven. It is impossible for the bride to go to the great tribulation. That is against biblical foundation. My brother insisted. For anyone to believe that, it's calling God a liar, first of all. Calling God a liar, my brother insisted. Paul says, Paul gets his teaching out of Matthew. And out of Matthew comes, my brother insisted. Let me tell you what comes out of Matthew. Sometimes we need to be reminded. Let's go there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How did Paul get his teaching out of Matthew? He gets his teaching out of Matthew 25, my brother insisted. What happens in Matthew 25? Hallelujah. The Bible says in Matthew 25, 10, that while they went to buy, this is when they went to buy the oil, the bridegroom came. My brother insisted. The bridegroom came in person. Jesus, the rapture, the pre-rapture is so important to God that Jesus himself is coming in person to take care of business. This is not a story. This is not like, oh, you know, a dream where you get taken to heaven and, you know, you don't know if you're awake, like Paul said, I don't know if in the body or outside the body. You don't know. We cannot even tell. But this is Jesus coming in person for the rapture of the party of the bride of Christ. He's taking care of business himself. This is not a story. This is the true fact of the Son of God taking care of business. My brother and sisters, he himself is coming. Hallelujah. My brother and sisters, and when they went into him, the marriage, the door was shut. Hallelujah. But in the midnight, there was a cry, Behold the bridegroom coming. Ye go out to meet him. He came in person. He came himself. He didn't say no angel. In case you're wondering. He came himself. This is God himself coming to take care of business in person. Where the bride will meet him and see him. I'm sorry for the rest of the world they don't get to see the Lord. I'm sorry for the rest of the world they don't get to see the Lord. But the warning had gone out for people to repent. Turn their life to God. My brother and sisters. But this is why when Paul, my brother and sister, talked to the Thessalonians, hallelujah, Thessalonians 4, what does, what does Paul say? Just a reminder. Hallelujah. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a, with a shout. This is not an angel, my brother and sister. This is the Lord himself taking care of business with the bride. So what story? What story? The pre-rapture is a story, many things. 
How is it going to be a story when the Lord himself is coming now? Jesus himself will be here. Remember when I got a revelation of this. Jesus was here in the days to come. I saw him. And he was dressed ready for the wedding. And there he was. And he began to call each and one of us by a name. And he, as he was calling us, we were being changed and transformed in a glorified body. But I saw Jesus standing in front of me. Beautiful Lord. Beautiful God. My brother, taking care of business as he promised. After the three days of darkness, we'll see the Lord. They are standing right before us. He's going to call us by name. Like the disciples saw him after the three days of resurrection. Mary and them went to the tomb. My brother and sister. And what did they see in the tomb? They saw the promise of God. My brother and sister. That's what they saw. Hallelujah. They saw Jesus. Because Jesus is the promise of God to each and one of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Of course they will have to see him. They have to see him. Because God made us, made us a promise. And the promise of God to us is his son, the Lord, the Messiah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. What do you say to this, Brother Tony? Yeah, it is. Years ago, right here, just the promise you know God has given us. Um, it's all about His Son, and uh, you know, you know that promise of, of Him returning. That was the promise of God, you know, promise of Father. That the Lord said, you know, but that was every word that Jesus said came from the Father. So, you know, we're looking unto the Lord. That just as the Bible says, uh, the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven. You know, that's Him. You know. Um, on that day, the rapture, that's the Lord himself is going to, you know, take his own, take his people, you know, and and uh, that's, a, that's a great privilege. You're right, you know, the rest the us, you know, but the bride has a, has a special privilege, you know, this is amazing at what God is doing. You know, that's why he's preparing us now because, you know, um, he, we're, you know, he wants us to be there, you know, where he is. And that, you know, he has promised us uh you know, uh, just as the Bible says, you know, the wedding supper of the Lamb, that's where we're heading, and we have to, we have to persevere, you know, well, he's preparing us now, because, you know, that's his promise for us to be there, you know, where he is, and, uh, uh, so, yeah, we're looking unto the Lord, you know, the promise of God, we're looking unto Jesus, you know, the hope of, the hope, you know, that we have, hope of glory, you know, that's Christ in us, and, uh, and something I love is that the more hope he puts in us, the more he's he's uh he's purifying us. So yeah, he is. He is the promise of the Father to us. For sure. Amen. Yeah. And that's why I'm looking for this is that I, I know I read this before. In John twenty first, after these things Jesus showed himself again to the disciple at the sea of Tiberia. And then the way he sh- he showed himself, uh they were together Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus. Nathanael and Cain of Galilee, the son of Sabadee, two other disciples, Simon Peter said unto them, I'm going fishing. They said unto him, We're also going with thee. And they went forth and entered into the boat immediately, the nine, the nine that they caught nothing. And when the morning had come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciple knew not that it was Jesus. 
And the day is coming when the world will not know that it's the Lord, but the bride of Christ will know. My brother insisted. But if we are asleep, we're not going to know. That's why the Lord says, for I'm not to be sleeping. Okay? How did he look? His countenance was like lightning. Yeah. Okay? And his raiment are snow. How, can you imagine the Lord? Can you, in your own imagination, can you imagine the Lord? His countenance was like lightning. And his raiment was like snow. He didn't look like exactly at this moment like the one who was crucified. Because Jesus is God. Almighty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, verse 5, then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered him, No. I guess they were not willing to share their food with an angel. Because at this moment, he looked like an angel to them. Yeah. But it was because they had nothing. Okay? Uh, that's what it was. They had nothing. He said unto them, Cast them in the, on the right side of the boat, never on the left, always on the right. And you should find they cast their full. They cast their full, and now they were not able to draw it of the multitude of fish. Okay? Now, the two things here, faith and obedience. First came obedience, and they had to believe that God would do this. And it was by the order of God, and it came to pass, my brother and sisters. Going back to Michael, Michael was ascending with great power from heaven. And as, he was, as I was looking at him in this revelation, I, 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 it was like he was about me here, they say in America, in the middle of the world, but then he headed straight to Israel. I knew he was heading straight to Israel, my brother and sister. Why? Because he is the one chosen to protect the Jewish people. And another thing is, the Lord wanted me to see that this signing they did on Thursday night, this past Thursday, it is the seven-year signing piece that the Bible talks about. That's what the Lord wanted me to see. That's why the Lord is showing himself to the disciple. Why is he showing himself this way as an angel? Because when Jesus was on the earth, they didn't see him as an angel. They saw him like a man. He was like a prophet. A lot of the, a lot of the Middle East people would tell you a prophet. They saw a rabbi, a prophet. They never saw him the way they're seeing him now. My brother and sister, his countenance is as a countenance of an angel. And it's important that they see the Lord this way because it fulfills the, the word of God that he's God Almighty and that he's in control and that he is more than what we can understand. That we keep thinking with a little bit, with a limited mind, a, little, a limited thinking. We keep thinking this way about God. And God is so big that he cannot fit in our own imagination. God cannot fit in your imagination. I don't know how big can you think, but God is too big for your imagination. You cannot even come close thinking how big God is. Because if you look at this universe... And you think that this universe is bigger than God? God is bigger than this universe. I saw that in heaven about Jesus. He was bigger than all creation. So how can he fit in our mind? It's impossible. 
You cannot imagine how big is how big Jesus is. You cannot imagine how powerful he is neither. Because he's almighty. What do you understand when he says he's almighty? Because your imagination is too little for you for to fit in your imagination. God is too big. When you learn about God in heaven, you will open your mouth and you have a hard time closing it. He's too big. My brother and sisters, he's coming himself in the day of the rapture. Himself. As he came to Moses and the children of Israel, he says to Moses, I have come to deliver the children of Israel. When he came down, he come down to take care of his own business, God business, my brother and sister. And this is what's shocking to people, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. So when he said that you have any meat, no, they have nothing. Cast the next to the right. And therefore the disciple who loved Jesus said unto Peter, Is this the Lord? John, our brother John, cannot recognize Jesus. I'm telling you, he's too big for your eyes. He's too big for your imagination. He is too big for your eyes. <coughs> you cannot imagine how he is. Because he's a wonderful counselor. He's more beautiful than the lily of the valley. Cannot imagine him. He's more beautiful than 10,000. Cannot imagine him. When people say, describe the Lord to me. Hallelujah. That's impossible. I don't try to do that. It is impossible. I see him as the angel of the Lord, mighty angel. How am I going to describe to you, God, when no one can? My brothers and sisters. That they are the disciples who, hallelujah, whom Jesus loved said unto him. It is, said unto Peter, it is the Lord. Looks like he, he's guessing. Is it, is it or not? And he was so close to Jesus. For three and a half years, he was the closer one to Jesus, John. And now he's wondering whether this, this lightning person, this bright person is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his physical unto him, for he was naked and cast himself into the sea. Hallelujah. He didn't want to offend the Lord with his nakedness. Huh? Thank you, Lord. The other disciple came to the little boat. They were not far off from the land. At the word, 200 cubits, Dragging the nest with fish. As soon as they had come to the land, they saw a fire of coal there. Fish laid thereon and bread. Wait a minute. They're bringing a lot of fish, caught already. And when they come, there is already fish there. Whatever you think you can give to God, God already have. I'm sorry. They're, they're bringing fish to cook and, you know, and... and the Lord already have fish and bread for them ready. What can we give to God? What can we give to the Almighty, the owner of everything? Brothers and sisters, he's just asking us to be obedient. As soon as they had come to the land, they saw fire 
cold air, fire laid there, and bread. It was all nice and laid there. It was all ready to eat. It's not like sat down cooking for you. It was already ready for you. Heaven is ready for you. Your mansion is already ready. Everything you will ever need is already ready for you. What are you thinking? What is in your imagination? What is it? It's already ready. Stop thinking. Believe only. Hallelujah. Meditate on him. But don't question his will for you. Jesus said unto them, Bring up the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the next to the land, full of great fishes, hundreds of fifties and three, though there were so many fish, yet the net was not broken. Jesus said unto them, He overdid a miracle, and the neck did not break neither. Come and dine. None of the disciples there to ask, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord's? My brother and sister. He told them to bring the fish, but he already had the fish cooked for them. Hallelujah. Amen. Just believe and ask, and he'll give it to you. That's it. He has it ready for you. Your mansion is ready with everything you need. Everything you need. It's all ready. Jesus came and took bread and gave it to them. Fixed likewise. He gave it. He served them and Again, one last time, he came to serve, and there he fulfilled it again. He served them fish and bread again, marvel and sisters. And now the third time that Jesus has shown himself to his disciples after he was risen from the dead three times. Three. Remember that three is so significant. Three days in the belly of the earth, as Jonah was three days in the belly of the earth. Three, my brothers and sisters, very significant. For three days, for three nights, there will be darkness upon the earth. Very significant. My brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. So that when they had died, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, Love thou me more than these. He said unto him, Yet, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. Hallelujah. Lambs and sheep are totally different. They say that lambs are obedient and sheep are disobedient. My brother and sister. So he gave them lamb to be a pastor of. The second time, Simon, son of Jonah, that thou lovest me. He said, Yes, Lord, I know that how, thou know that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. Hallelujah. So in his congregation, Peter will have lamb and will have sheep, which are very significant of the church people, of the brothers and sisters. Some will be obedient, and some will be kicking others. Sheep like to kick one another. And they, they, they like to get lost too. Lambs are calm and obedient, a type of mature Christian in the Lord, obedient Christian, our lamb. Disobedient Christians are sheep. Lukewarm Christians are sheep a lot of the time. Barbara insisted. But the Lord identified them here to Peter. Said unto him to the third time, Simon Peter, son of Jonah, the Lord loved me. Peter was grieved. He said unto him the third time, Love without me. 
Hallelujah. After he talked about the sheep, Peter was, was grieved because sheep will grieve you. He said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love you. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep again. Because there will be pe- people, Peter, that, that they will come against you that you want to quit on them. I want you to feed them other, so they have a chance of repent and being saved. That's what that is. Twice sheep, once lamb. My brother and sister, very important for pastors that may be listening. Hallelujah. You will have obedient, very few, most are sheep, few are lamb. My brother and sister, but God is merciful with all of us, for sure. And this last day that we're in, hallelujah, we need to understand that the Lord himself is coming. So Matthew said that his covenant was like lightning. Okay, and fear him, the guards shook and became as dead men. And the angel said unto the woman, Fear ye not, for energy that seek, uh, I know that ye seek Jesus who was crucified. He's, hallelujah, he's not here, for he is risen, and he said, Come, the place, the, the place where the Lord laid. See, he wanted to show her fact, because a lot of people need facts in life. And God knows this. He's going to give them facts. One of the facts for the bride is that they're going to see Jesus face to face, okay, very soon. That will be a fact. He will be standing in front of you and I. Ask him whatever you want. Right there. Once you see him, no more preacher. No more preacher. It will be the Lord in you. He will speak to you directly. He told me. He was preparing people through this program, hallelujah, which he had chosen, my brother and sister, for the last days. Thank you, Lord. He will speak to you face to face. Hallelujah. So go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead, and behold, he goes before you to Galilee. There you should see him. Lord, I have told you. And remember what happened to was it Zachariah who did not believe the angel that he, he could not speak later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to receive the word by faith, even from an angel. Don't go around judging angel like a lot of people do. You have to you have to respect it's whom the Lord has chosen, whom the Lord has called. And he, he didn't believe Gabriel. And he could not speak after that. He lost his voice. My brother and sister, until John was born. And the question is, what is his name? What was the first word that came out of his mouth? His name shall be called John. Yeah. First word that came out of the priest's mouth. And he was a priest. It doesn't matter what your title is. If you don't believe it, if you have a problem with faith, you have a problem with faith. And God will deal with you about that. Anyone who has doubt and unbelief, God will deal with them. It's something that we need to repent ourselves. It's not okay with God for us to be walking around with doubt and unbelief. Gabriel spoke to him. He didn't believe him. He questioned the word. And from that moment, he could not speak anymore. That was a consequence of disobedience, of doubt and unbelief. That is not pleasing unto the Lord. They departed quickly from the sepulcher. Hallelujah, and fear and great joy, and ran to, to bring his disciples the word. 
And when they went to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hell, hell. And they came, hallelujah, held him by the feet and worshiped him. Thank you, Lord. They immediately saw him. They immediately believed. Bless us they, Jesus said, that believe without seeing. And that's where we come in. Hablatone. Yeah. Bless are they that believe without seeing. Yeah, that's that's exactly it, yeah. Yeah, I was reading that verse earlier today. Um, Bless are those that believe without seeing. So, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's a powerful verse. Um, thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you, know. Faith, so, yeah, we should. <clears throat> that's something that, it, it, like I, we said before, you know, that's if we want to please God, it it takes faith, you know. Uh, the Jewish Bible says trust, which is, you know, it's in the same path. Oh, you, you know, because when you trust someone, you know, it's complete trust. You know, you know, you trust that person, you know, no matter what, you know. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's faith and. Uh, uh, faith is in levels. We know that, you know, faith can grow. You know, faith is its not going to stay in the same. You know, faith grows and grows, just like the Bible says, from glory to glory. That's how faith is. And, uh, uh, yeah. Amen. Blessed, uh, you know, are those that I haven't seen, but. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I also want to speak tonight about a, a revelation I received last night. And this is what I received. I believe this word is important. I, I wanted to start with this word, the program, but I know this revelation of Michael coming down is also very important because last night I was at the airport and I saw the state police um, stopping the flight coming from other country into the U.S. and any flight going out. And what was about was a virus that come into the land. And this virus was very effective. Uh, what's the word effective for the virus? It's another word they use, if you can think of the word, Brother Tony. And people will be in a... Uh, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Help me out. Thank you, Lord. Help me, Lord. This virus was coming to the country, and the virus was deadly, contagious. Thank you. The virus was deadly, and um, the state, the government, have ordered that every flight will be stopped going in or out, coming in or out. The whole country will stop nationally, internationally. And I was told that the virus was, was here already. And this is in relationship to the revelation of the virus that I was given in 2020. Some of you here are witnesses that I came to you one day here on the Lord's Tower in 2020 and told you of a virus that was coming. When I, in this revelation of this virus, I was in New York City. In order to sign, this woman who got in the virus was standing. 
And before her body dropped to the floor, she was dead. She started bleeding out through her mouth, through her nose. And her, before her body dropped to the floor, she was dead. I remember, remember that sharing me on the Lord's Tower? How many of you in the shop room remember? Give me a one or a two if you remember. Give me a one if you remember. Okay. But it's in the archive. It's in the archive. I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. And this morning was like a follow-up of this revelation that I received. My, thank you, brothers and sisters. And I tell you that I was told in my dream it was here. And today, as I listen to the radio by coincidence, but I know there's no coincidence in God, but I'm going to use the word coincidence. Um, I heard someone speaking about this virus that is in four nations already. Now, I got the dream last night. I got my confirmation today. He was saying that in Thailandian, I believe Thailand, Thailandian, I can't. I don't know if I'm saying it right. There was a family that came up with this virus. One of the members got the virus. And the government ordered their, their army to surround the house. Not to let the people out as they called 911. They called the emergency there. And they find out it was a new virus. And the, pe the people stay inside the house, they all die because of this virus. They also have some soldier, U.S. soldiers stationed. Somewhere, I don't know if it was Alaska or Atlantica, I believe it's Alaska, Thailand. And they find out that, thank you, Sister Thailand, they find out that um, one of them got sick with a new virus. This person was sharing on the, on the radio today. And uh, the, the virus got all of them sick. They have to keep them inside. And they all ended up dying of this virus. Same thing in China. A neighbor, someone in China, a neighborhood in China, had gotten this virus also, new virus. And um, the government immediately ordered that place to be shut down. And when they sprayed the, the they sent truck with chemical to spray the city, the street, the world, the building. Tell them, Brother Michael. Okay. This virus is here in the world today. This is a new virus, I was told last night. And my brother and sister, this virus is deadly. And according to what this person was saying, they don't have a vaccine for the new virus, like the COVID-19 vaccine. He was talking about how in 18 months they came out with a vaccine for COVID-19 vaccine. Because they had information since the 80s about COVID, SARS, and which is all COVID, he was saying. And he has spoken with scientists, professional about virus, and they have said to him they don't think they can put a vaccine together in years for this new virus. It's too difficult to identify the cure to stop this new virus. But the World Health Organization whom the U.N. has given them all authority of all the world, including the United States, are planning that as soon as they come up with a vaccine, they will send the army to all the houses, all the nations, mandate that everyone 
Najestan mandate by approval of every government mandate that every single human being be vaccinated. The army will knock on people's door to get this vaccine to everyone. You cannot say no to this vaccine like people did. Okay? My brother and sister, yes, earthquake is coming. Earthquake is coming. According to expert scientists, this new virus will kill in a city, let's say, without one million people, 72% of the population is what they're estimating. It's deadly. My brother and sister, before I listened to the radio, I was told, hallelujah, my brother and sister, they are trying to keep this under down low right now, quiet. Because if the, he says if the public find out what's going on with this new virus, panic will hit the street. People will run crazy, scared. My brother and sister, and the world government knows this, and they are keeping it quiet. Not even the media is reporting on it. They will not allow, will not allow the media to report on it because they're trying to bring it under their control. Isolated is the word. They're trying to isolate this virus, my brother and sister, so they can try to keep it under control before it spread all over the world. But this person was saying that with so many people traveling every day, it is impossible to keep this virus under control. They says that in one farm where they caught the virus, the pig in the farm had the virus, and chicken, some other animal, they all dropped dead. They all started bleeding out of control and died. And some of the animal, our history knows, they don't, some of these animals don't get cold. But he says one way for the virus to move around is through the pig meat. Okay, which a lot of people eat around the around the world. Remember the Lord telling me not to eat meat. My brother and sister, I I will I will look up the audio and and play it on the Lord's Tower. I don't I won't have time tonight to do it, but I will do it this week and I will play it more than once so people can see it. I know it's very important, my brother and sister. But this new virus, the governments are in panic themselves. Panic. The World Health Organization is in panic because they got their people working as hard as they can, fast as they can, to try to find a new vaccine for the new virus so they can mandate the vaccine to everyone. This time they said no one can say no to this new vaccine. They will have to be vaccinated because it's deadly, they say. That's the word they're using. My brother and my sister. I didn't want to bring fear tonight. No. But I tell you, this is what we are. We are so close. Okay? My brother and sisters, we are so close. And so we have to pray. We have to seek the Lord. We have to intercede. So the, the key here is to, be, to get them right with God. Be them right with him. That when this hit, there was a place where a family got the virus and, and a minister offered to go in there and pray for them. And 
he ended up dying with the family. One of the members got it, it passed it to the, to the family. He went in there. He asked the, 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 the soldier if he could go in there and pray for them. And they gave him the okay, but they warned him. They warned him. He told his wife, honey, I'll go in there and I'll pray for them. The wife stayed out. And the man went in there to pray for them. He got them from them. They don't know if this is airborne or just through the meat, which will be pork, um, maybe even chicken. Who knows? Because the chicken that died had it right now. And it was a farm, so I'm sure they have cow also in the farm. All this is being investigated. This stuff is all happening now and close, in closed door. As I would say, they don't want it to hit the media. And I got, before I got this news today, I got the revelation last night that it was here from God. The Lord told me it was here last night. And I could see the state, uh, the state police stopping all flight out of this country. They're going to try to avoid this coming into a country or spreading into a country. But remember what the Lord showed me three years ago, that it will be in New York City. It will be in the United States. It will be in California. It will be around the United States. People will be dropping dead. The Lord showed me it will. There's nothing they can do to stop it. Because one thing, my brothers and sisters, no, I won't advise anyone to take the vaccine, and I'm going to tell you why. They may in uh, they may introduce the RNA RMA in it that will change the DNA. This is this is the persecution the Lord has been talking to us about that was coming that we need to be prepared for. I believe God has a plan. He showed me He had a plan. Father in the Lord spoke to me. A couple of years ago, over a couple of years ago, about he having a plan, a place of shelter and protection for us, that he will, he will lead us there. Okay? We know judgment is also at the door. Mighty earthquake, a mighty, mighty earthquake is at the door also. But this virus is already here. It's here on earth already. Four country plus, they haven't said, um, how many more are already contaminated with? And these are countries that people visit. Okay? The bicene won't work. The current bicene will not work. They said it's much complicated than COVID-19, and it's totally different. And one problem with a new virus, it, it mutates fast, really fast. If they can come up with a bicene for it, the bicene may not be good after three weeks because it mutates in less than three weeks. That's too quickly. It takes him more to come out with a vaccine for the virus to mutate so quickly for them to stop it, okay? It went already from H1 to H5 in the animal. When it went into the animal, it was H1, and now it's H5. They have four mutations quickly, and they say within a three-week period, it mutated quickly. So um, right now it's being kept between them, but there's nothing hidden that will not come out to light. 
the reason why the Lord showed it to me, um, it, it, it's well, it, it, it says that it's a very old virus, but who knows? You, you know how it is with these people. And and so Esper told this this, this other brother, the Esper that he spoke to about it, that. Because, uh, you know, the way we always got people that have to re- bring it out. The Lord will give them a revelation. He, he will have to meet the scientists and the people working on it, and he will have to bring it out to God's people. That, that's the way it is with God. There's nothing in it will not come out to light. They told him that this is going to be very difficult to come out with a vaccine because it's way different than COVID, way different. He, they told him that they had a lot of information about COVID from way early time. And that's why they were able to come up with a vaccine in 18 months, because of all the information they had together, you know. But not this virus. They don't. They don't have information, much information about this virus. So to come up with a vaccine, it, it may take years. Is the word. That's what Esper told him, scientists. It, and it's deadly. It's deadly. It once it goes into your blood system, it attacks all your um, attacks. Your immune system become like nothing. It goes around your body. You you start vomiting blood through mouth and, and nose. It's like you're choking on your own blood. Barbara and sister, really really bad thing, really really bad virus. Barbara and sisters, the people that have gotten it, they have to let them die. They had nothing they could do for them. And that's why it, it, this virus it, it's. They said the world, the World Health Organization, as soon as they come up with a, with a vaccine for it, it will be mandatory over every nation. There will be, and this is what the Lord said. This is the dream that we had a couple of years ago when we see the army coming, knocking on our door to get the vaccine. My wife had the dream. I had the dream on two, three times. See them coming, knocking on our door to make sure we were vaccinated because they will send the army. U.S. Army to every single door, the same with every other nation. They will send their army, okay, to make sure uh, people are vaccinated. It's not going to be like COVID where some people say no, or many people said no, not with this virus. They, they're not going to give them. And then this is where they're going to bring people to FEMA camps because this is where people will say no FEMA camp for you or, or prison. Prison. I remember they said prison, FEMA camp or prison. So it will depend whether they have space in FEMA camps. If they don't have space, then people go to prison. They, say they need to seclude the people from um, having the virus. Because one thing they found out about this new virus is that some people can carry the virus for a few months. and say, Let's say they don't know how long yet. And, and other people can get it from them quickly and die quickly. You know, they have a word for that. I forgot what the word is, that uh, it's like portable. They're like portable, bioportable people. I forget the name for that. So they can carry the virus around, and other people will get it and die, immediately stop bleeding out and die. While this other person is just, you know, so... Wow. So I will share that audio from 2020 about the vital revelation I received. But people, when it got here, were shocked. 
I remember in that revelation in New York City, they were shocked and people, I remember people running, scared, screaming. And so this time, I felt like the Lord did not want me to see much of it. It might be because we're not going to see much, but I also think of another thing. When the Lord, when I'm going to go through something very difficult for me in example, the Lord helps me through but won't show me what exactly what it is. And so when he gave me a couple of weeks, the bumpy ride, remember? The plane going down. I believe this is it. This is it. The plane going down that he's given me. Uh, I was I was really uncomfortable in that plane. I thought it was in the crash. I thought I, I would have to swim from under the sea. I was thinking that maybe I was going to die in this crash. You know, it, it was really difficult for me. And when I'm going to go through something like this, the Lord, he will show me, but he will, he will not show me the detail of it. So last night I was seeing the state police stopping no flight for in and out. But I could, there was a part of it that the Lord did not allow me to see. It was too strong for the moment. And I'm sure that if I ask him to show me, he will. He will show me. My brother and sister, he will show me. It, I don't believe it's that one, Brother Joseph, because it, it's, it's a letter virus. They, they haven't given it a name yet. It's, it, it, it's letters. And it's deadly. You don't have much of life once you get it. The majority of people, 72% of the people, it, it will take out quickly. So um, we want to be right with the Lord. And we want to be right with the Lord wants us to be. My brother insisted. This is the time that if you're going to travel, you need to ask the Lord. You need to get on your knees. And said, Lord, I got this trip. Lord, can I do it, Lord? Or you want me to stay with my family? When something like this major is about to happen, you want to stay with your family, close to your family. Because this is, this, this is going to be very difficult. When this, in that dream that the Lord's given me, that other dream, when the army came to my house knocking on my door, that we should be we should be vaccinated. All of us should have been vaccinated. You know, my wife. I was telling my wife when I saw the arm in the uh, the vehicle arriving on my property, the 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 military Humvee. I was telling my wife, run out the back of the door, and then I'll follow you. I'll, I'll try to talk them. I try to talk to them with a chain on the door before they kick down the door. And then I'll, 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 I'll run back and, and follow you guys. I know I can run fast. I was telling my wife. So run with the kids. She, she had a little one and my other two brother and, and ready to run. And she was going out the, bo- out the back door with them. I don't know where we were going anyway. You know, we were just running out the back of the door in the other house. You know, in that moment. Now, we're at that moment now where as soon as they come up with a vaccine for the new virus, Everyone will be, but for people who, who will doubt the virus and all that, they'll see a lot of people dropping dead. So people will have no doubt that it's deadly. But here comes the faith of the saint. Here comes the faith. God told us persecution were coming. He told us. 
This is persecution. This is you that need to say no to them. I won't take it. FEMA come for your jail. Do what you have to. I won't. I won't take it. We're going to have to end up in FEMA camp or jail, my brother and sister. It is the way things are going to be. God has a plan. Don't, don't stop breaking out, crying out. Hallelujah. We'll see. We'll see. We just, we just need to trust the Lord to let not go crazy. Okay? And that's what I heard last night, to trust the Lord. Trust the Lord through this. Trust the Lord and all this. Don't break out crying or don't start punching people. Don't start doing crazy things when it comes. Trust the Lord. Say no to the vaccine. Trust the Lord. Let, let them take you to the FEMA camp or prison. It won't be for too long. Three days of darks are coming, of darkness are coming. The earth will be cleansed. You and I don't need to worry about what is going to happen. We know it's coming. They don't have much left. They just made the biggest mistake of their life. Signing that seven-year peace treaty has been the biggest mistake, not just of this nation, because this is an international peace. Every single nation this past Thursday participating on signing the seven-year 